Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, and McAllister films of film history. <laughs> I'm James. I'm Matt. And I'm Cassandra. And we're joined by our very special holiday guest, uh, a third holiday season in a row, yeah. of Lucas Neal. Hi. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, our old friend. The famed stranger of the podcast. Hey, yeah. hey this is my friend Lucas. I don't know what, what you guys are talking about. I, don't, I haven't listened to him a while, so I don't know where the bits are, like in terms of like there's the no, storylines. There's story no lines. of the bits. There is no. Um, okay, great. Occasionally now, sometimes the boys will do characters. Well, it's so They'll do like oh, little no. characters it's, and they'll pretend to be people. It's um, so funny. I, I I can oh, leave. I we did that. <laughs> yeah. Don't remind him to. It's so funny, right? So, like, the bit is me forgetting you, but then the last few episodes, James has forgotten you as well. Like, so I'm like, um, I'm reclaiming the James's, bit. James's bit, but now right. he's yeah. taken it. As a bit, or has he just forgotten already? Yeah. No, just a bit. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> just a bit. Just a bit or a lot? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're uh, back. I'm back. From not in um, space. Uh, she's back, 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 back yeah, again. I've been, I've been away for so long and now I'm here. So you, it's, you're like Santa Claus where you just like appear every Christmas. So yeah. yeah. How, what's yeah. it been like yeah. in the void? Or Mariah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been busy um, yeah, working all year, ready for this one podcast, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Prepping. prepping, He's been researching. Yeah. been building all those gifts. Yeah. They have to come from somewhere. Going in the work in the workshop. Oh, I, I did not give you guys any gifts. <laughs> no, that's, <right. laughs> that's not what I meant. But yeah, now children. I'm disappointed. <laughs> and we'll get to like the film that you've selected uh, this yeah. time around in a little bit. But I think before that, oh. we should be nice and apologize to our, to our oh, listeners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Matt, the avid listener to the podcast, uh, <laughs> which James and I are not. Um, picked up that apparently last episode we forgot to edit out us just chatting uh, pre-recording, start, officially starting um, for the first two minutes of the podcast. Yeah, what I like to do once. So I really f- hope we didn't like shit talk any of you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about power of the dog and privet, privet. Oh, fun you're discussing, uh, yeah. And yeah. how no one, no one like has a serious Russian accent. They're all funny. Yeah. yeah, that's what we talked it's, about. It's an inherently quite Hot funny takes. accent, Cause, right? Because when I'm editing, uh, editing, I edit in air quotes. Um, I <laughs> particularly last week. Yeah, I I listen once I've exported it. I listen to the start, and I'm like, oh, yep, there's the music. That's and the I, intro. I go to the end, and I make sure, okay, cool, that's the correct end, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm how done. many other times there could be other episodes that none of the three of us have listened to that are no, just no, out I've, there? I've listened to all of them, unfortunately. <laughs> they're mostly they're mostly pretty clean. Uh, I think. I think there was one time I accidentally, because you know how sometimes you, you put a file way, way away, like maybe a bloopers bit, and you're like, oh, I'll, I'll do something silly with that later. And then that makes the file like three hours long um, because it exports the whole clip. Uh, I think that's only happened once. So just dumb little editing things. It's oh, that's behind backstage the backstage cr- corner. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's a little laugh. So, last, last sorry day. about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just listened back to it just now. I don't think it's particularly entertaining. So, um, you know, just... feel free to skip that too. But it's not canon. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not real. But things just that guess like the audience. Yeah, yeah. never happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but things that are real is culture, um, <laughs> pop culture. 
we absorb it, we take it oh, in, shit. and with our minds and imaginations, we it becomes real. So it's time to talk pop culture. It's time to to open that bag. Pop 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 corner. Okay, that was a better segue than last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you just commit um, to it. All right, I'm gonna just jump in because I got in. I got some stuff to talk about, and the big one is uh, Steven Spielberg, Steven oh, right. Sondheim. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole crew on this, I don't want to just sort of sit here and, and name everybody, but it's West Side Story, it's great. Um, we saw a preview of this film because it is actually out on Boxing Day in New Zealand for yeah. release, <laughs> um, but there are some cinemas that randomly have preview screenings All right, of West Side Story. I see you, um, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> yeah, we just jumped over to the penthouse, um, and yeah, West Side Story, great film. Uh, really Incredible. great adaptation, Tony Kushner in there with the, um, the updates. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Tony Collette though, so why am I interested? Look, okay. Tony Collette, you know, doesn't really have a role in this one. <laughs> but honestly, like, you know, I would love to see her try. Um, could be Tony. Could, <laughs> Tony. could be Tony. Could be. She um, would be a great Tony. Um, yeah, no, I think like I'm a big fan of the uh, the '60s movie mm-hmm. um, and of the show itself. Um, even though I think there are there are different flaws in both of those, um, uh, which is kind of a perfect type of property to be uh, kind of remaking or reimagining at this time. Like, I think, I don't know, I feel like there's something kind of um, inherently doesn't feel remakey in the way that regular things feel like remakes when mm. you're doing a new production of a musical, even though it's so rarely done in film. There are very few yeah. times, I feel like, that I can think of where there's been, like, a remake of a film musical that already was, was done previously. I can't think of one. Which is weird because, like, on a Broadway Just level, it's like you have revivals. Oh, Annie, yeah, Annie sure, there's a yeah. lot of them. Yeah. Um, well, there's one of, official movie version. But yeah, or it's yeah. like the Disney live action. Yeah. yeah. Which is just yeah, kind yeah. of like, yeah. Um, whereas like on Broadway, there are revivals of big canonical texts all, yeah. the, time, time. all the time. Um, and so this feels to me like this is the, the, the Steven Spielberg revival of West Side Story. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think there are so many changes that are made that work really, really well. Um, I think like the performances are really, really strong. Um, I think... I think everybody's performances are really, really strong. I think even like Ansel Elgort, who's kind of like the, the probably the weakest link in terms mm. of the cast. I still think he's like pretty good in this role, yeah. honestly. Like he kind of plays. Tony's like not a, a great role. To be yeah, fair, but I feel to like the, the, other thing, ones. the thing that makes Tony work is if you play him as kind of the muscle of the gang. He's mm. kind of like a himbo. He's big so, and dumb. Tony Collette. Yeah, correct. <laughs> the classic yeah. Tony Collette role. Um, but yeah, it's like if Riff and Tony founded the Jets and Riff was the smart one that actually put all the plans together and did all the stuff and Tony's kind of like the dumb puppy the optimistic yes yeah. man. Um, then that makes sense for the sort of guy that would do all the things that Romeo character has to do because Romeo is also mm-hmm. kind of like stupid. Yeah. Um, mm. But in a way that you can kind of be like, oh, I, I like, oh, I, he's so optimistic. Yeah. This is a big dumb kid. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's muscle, but it's like, yeah, hard on his sleeve. But I think he has to be muscle for Tony in some ways because he's the best fighter. He's the one that everybody sure, else yeah. is kind of like, oh man, when but he's I, in the rumble, he's going to like absolutely waste everybody. Sure, yeah. Um, and I don't think he often is necessarily cast like that because people don't think that's not really leading man quality yeah. necessarily. No, no. Yeah. But I think it totally works for this particular casting. So I was like, oh yeah, because he's, he's big and dumb and it kind of makes sense. <laughs> we are not talking about the two um, stars though, which is Rachel Ziegler and yes, Ariana. Yes, but the, the real, well, I think, and also Mike Feist is also extremely yeah, great. True. He's a really good, as, as Riff, he's like a really fantastic interpretation that's very yeah. like I'm glad he chose this over Dear Evan Hansen I know he could have gone to his his, no, his OG his but Tony instead like, work. he's much or better did he win? I don't know he, he didn't win he didn't win but yeah um, he played Connor on stage yeah. he played Dear no, <laughs> that was that was Ben Platt it was Ben, ben Platt, Platt famously played Dear yeah. uh, he gave everything 
But um, yeah, no, he's a, like, it's a really like different interpretation of that character as well. I think Rachel Ziegler is just a revelation. She's got this incredible voice. Like mm. she's all of the sort of earnestness and like innocence and kind of. Um, she sells her close-ups too. Yeah, like, she just is that like kind of glowing. It's a difficult character to make interesting, and I think she does a really great job. Um, I think yeah, all of the script changes and variations and stuff that Tony Kushner has put in there, um, I think work really well to kind of there is an inherent imbalance in the text, and that the jets get a lot more character the development the sharks mm. do um, mm-hmm. and so he sort of without obviously they can't write more songs <laughs> for the people that don't have songs but uh, there's a lot more work done to kind of flesh out Bernardo and Chino who are kind of the two mm. sort of main shark figures outside of the women um, and to get a, give a bit more sense of yeah as well rather than I think in most productions and in the original text it's kind of like these are two games that are exactly the same except one is white one's Puerto Rican mm-hmm. whereas there's a clearer kind of economic disparity between the gangs in this film there's a clear sense yeah. of oh, like nice. Puerto yeah. Rican gang like they're just like working class they all have jobs they all kind of like could be on the make it's just that they are put down because of racism against them whereas like the white gang it's like they are really drinks of society like they are really really like haven't had an education haven't you know got jobs that are makes really sense. really kind of yeah. at the bottom of the rung and this is the only thing they've got and there's a real difference oh, okay. in that's those two gangs and mm. so that's yeah and it's really it really comes out um, which is really interesting and I think that's actually what that dynamic would be like um, yeah. yeah and it sort of means that yeah the Jets are kind of a bit like scrappier and tougher and rougher and kind of more like yeah uh, they're fighting for territory because it's the only thing they've got and the territory is terrible like it's literally getting knocked yeah. down to make build Lincoln Center which is what happened to the west side <laughs> um, uh. and yeah the, the sharks it's like more of like a self defense kind of situation of like we have to defend our families and our neighborhood mm. because these guys keep coming in and beating us up um, and I'm like yeah I think that's like a, an element that's not necessarily in most productions it isn't in that original text clearly like I think you could put it in in some interpretations but it's really great having that additional stuff in there mm. that kind of fleshes some things out yeah and I think Spielberg fundamentally kind of understands yeah what it is about West Side Story there is like this huge kind of pathos and like um yeah uh commitment to that the story but then there is this huge exuberance and fun to it as well yeah it's just, just beautiful like direction and like I think yeah and the camera the sweeps so around good, like, and, and you hear about productions like I heard about the Avo Van Hove production oh, which the was Van like Hove production sounded terrible whereas like <laughs> live feeds projected up on the walls 24-7 oh. and like live feeds of what? Live oh the feeds, stage actors this, it was like yeah. we're watching them but then there's also a camera and it's like projected behind uh. of them and I just and remember then, them saying, like, <laughs> when you could see the close-ups, it's like, oh, they're all Broadway actors. <laughs> like, it just made it, like, well, unreal. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, live feed is an interesting tool in theatre, but, like, but I, I don't understand how story. thematically how it connects to West Side Story. Yeah, no, exactly. yeah. I'd have to see it, I think. Yeah. But it doesn't sound appealing yeah. to me. I got it got bad reviews and all yeah. the sort of reviews of it. But doesn't, didn't he also like cast questions. someone who was, um... Yeah. Oh, I had to tear about that. You know? Yeah. Yes. We don't talk about you know, that person. Like, obviously, I don't know the, uh, the Ansel Elgort casting happened, and all the shooting happened pre uh, various allegations against him. Yeah. Um, so they kind of were kind of stuck. They don't really able to yeah, yeah, shoot yeah. it. Um, and he's clearly been dropped quietly from a lot of the marketing and press yeah. on this film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing with the Eva Van Hover production was that he cast like a serial sexual offender in one of the yeah. lead and shark knew. roles. I and think. Yeah. Known, and they already yeah. know, knew at that point. So everybody was like, yeah, you could just not cast him. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's a theatre show. You could just cut him when it comes, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like you have an understudy anyway. You have an understudy <laughs> also, already, exactly. <laughs> millions of like actors would play that role. Yeah. Like, in You've this thing, like dances, right now, like, like, yeah. um, anyway, I think this is like, I, yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it because one, it's like so different from what Stephen usually does. It's yeah. like, you know, like 
I his his recent ad but has been like pretty solid, but they're all kind of the same shades, you know, like mm. British Spies. He makes War a lot of horse. dead films. The post. And yeah, this, yeah, the this post. is a dad film. It literally says for dad in the dedication. Well, and he's been made it for his he, father who loved it. He has it. been talking about this like yeah. since like early two thousands and he's been oh, really? hankering to make a musical. He was like, I'd love to make something like an older musical, like West Side Story or uh, Singing in the Rain. But, and then I think he just came around yeah. to the fact of like, I'm just gonna do What's it. What's the fifty I mean, year anniversary? Yeah. Don't remake Singing in the Rain. No, no. Singing in the Rain I don't think has as ripe a material as remaking facts. But I'm glad I'm glad he did this and I'm glad it is being received so well Mm. because it also came as a surprise like I didn't Mm. think it would be this well received and and that adds set up for failure and that that adds to my excitement to seeing well critically totally it's a bit of a shame it's been a real loss yeah yeah I know it's only made 10 million it's alright the the Oscars are I keep saying that and I'm like yeah the Oscars are gonna come like, it's like when it's like a tenth of the budget or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. And also, <laughs> people are wondering if it'll have greater showman legs of just like carrying on. Yeah, I can imagine that. Possibly. Yeah. Especially over the holiday movies. season when people like are seeking yeah. like, out. You know, you movies. got like it is a good film to like see with your parents. It's, it's or, yeah, like, so that's yeah. why it's getting a boxing yeah. day release. It's yeah, also it's great because it's both like an awards film and like a family film. You know, yeah. like it's mm-hmm. it, it hits yeah. both quadrants. Yeah. Also, yes, the two quadrants of of awards and families of my. Next, movie viewings. <laughs> no, yeah, um, no, I don't see family films very often. Yeah. Um, um, but Rita Moreno's there. Rita She's Moreno's back. there. They have written a new character for her. I mean, I'm sure some people that are purists of the movie are going to be like, oh, silly new character, I don't need to... But I, I think it actually works really well. I mm. think, like, mm. yeah, it also, like, the, the rewrite has used that character to also kind of shape the Tony Maria relationship uh-huh. a little bit as well um, in a really interesting way which I think people that are like oh Tony Maria it's like it's a true love like perfect couple people will probably not like but me Ooh. as a, this is a Romeo and Juliet story it's Absolutely. about two stupid teenagers that yeah. have an infatuation I think the the, the Rita Moreno stuff uh, yeah without kind of spelling it all out I think it, it really adds an interesting dynamic to which to view Tony and Maria's relationship mm. um, and yeah also another thing uh, Anybody's is canonically trans in this film um, right which is I awesome. don't remember Anybody's from, Anybody's from is, the um, original yeah, in the original film is a minor jet character who is right. traditionally played as like a, as a girl that wants to be part of the jets oh yes um, I do oh yes that. I do yeah. remember yeah and in this version they've, they've chosen a yeah there's a non-binary actor that is performing as, as oh, cool. him and it's clearly like yeah like they've they've added some more lines but not that many lines because honestly like you can read the text as written and it's a yeah. very clear case that this is like yeah as a trans guy that is just trying to be accepted yeah. by these other guys the new Anita um, as well is fantastic yeah we have oh, Ariana. 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 Ariana Ariana she is incredible just, like, yeah it's one of those things where it's like I think this was a role that didn't Ariana. change necessarily that much but she just absolutely not said it Ariana is such an amazing role honestly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're almost there you're halfway there but then if you add, like, a dynamite performer on yeah, top, it's, it's just... just it's, oh, it's totally. such a fun, like... Uh, and she's so beautiful, and she has that and sort of heartbreak of it as well, and the yeah. real tragedy Well, there's so many... Character. This is a film that I think would be a real test for this this MVP hot butter, because, like, everyone oh, in this film... there's so many hotties in this film. So right, right, right. Hot. Yeah. Like, it um, is it is a hot movie. It is set in New York summer, and also just everyone is just... Just the whole of beautiful people. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very good to watch. It's very hot film. I'm yeah. interested to see if, you know, she wins the Oscar for the same role that Rita Moreno <laughs> 50 years Honestly, later. Like, or if Rita gets but it, also, it, does, it does, like, play into her favour, because that is the kind of shit that Oscar voters Yeah, yeah that would just be like, ah. Oh, but yes. also, uh, yes. it would only be the second... 
Latino winner <laughs> in the category. Oh my god. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's, it's also like, it's a thing where it's kind of embarrassing for Look, you. Like, I've seen, you haven't as much this. as I love Kristen Dunst, I've seen the movie. Um, it's not a winning role. No. For but, of the Dog. But also, yeah, no. speaking of Power of the Dog. But she's, has she been nominated before? No. So this like, is, hopefully she gets a nom. I <gasps> hope so. Yeah. She's been, I think it's an award nominating. She's yeah. been great yeah. since Interview with a Vampire and Jumanji. Yeah. Mm. Um, but also, I'm looking forward to Stephen versus Jane 2.0. 28 years later. Hopefully Jane prevails this time. Oh, Schindler's List versus The Piano. Oh, and Jane right. Jane had oh. the superior film back mm-hmm. then as well. Yeah. Although I don't know who's got the superior film this time. I haven't seen West yeah, Side. Yeah. We'll okay. see. Yeah, do you think it's... Do they're, you quite, they're both films. very well directed, honestly. Yeah. Do you think very it's like directed. Best Picture material? I would say... I would think this should get a nomination for Best mm-hmm. Picture. I don't know if it would necessarily win. No, um, definitely a nom, yeah. yeah. It would be surprised. It would be... I think it'll be, be pretty uncommon for like a remake to win Best yeah. Picture, right? That's yeah. pretty weird. It'll yeah. be yeah. the first. Yeah. Sequels have won before, yes. though. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. This year they go back to 10 nominees. So. There we go. Wow. From what was it last year? It was a sliding scale of five to ten, and usually it's eight or nine. Oh, um, depending on how many got submitted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. depending how many, on how, how many, many how many number one votes there. So you have to get a threshold of five percent number one votes to be nominated for best picture. It's just like getting into the the MMP system. And now yeah, it's yeah. Like, and now it's just the top ten. Right. Because just they, imagine if Matt put all this knowledge to the yeah to politics. Yeah, could, just we could through crash. Single no, he's chosen the Academy Award. I've chosen. <laughs> well, one thing happened at um, at a party the other day where um, Matt pulled out his his immense kind of ability of being able to just if someone says a film, he's able to like name when it I wasn't forced out. into the this. People were treating me like a monkey. No, I'm kidding. I enjoyed it. It's <laughs> he fine. He didn't bring out that he had this skill, and so then of course people were like, "Show us." Which I think is uh, no, no. I, no, I no, was playing no, with somebody else, James oh, and then James I was did. like, okay, "Matt's okay. really good at this. Try Matt." Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, you you pulled out just a ton, which was very impressive. Yeah, it's very useless. Yeah. So mm. you Not know, a good useless skill. Though. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have useless skill. Um, yeah, that's anyway. That's West Side Corner from me. Right. So yeah. I'll nice. you guys move along. Let's I'll move to the more, next direction. There are some yeah. more things that I have to talk about, but I'll jump on James's. Yeah, cool. About some of them. <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny with like this week. I saw like a really good film, which was West Side Story, and I sort of a film that I like. Was like kind of mixed on, and then mm. I saw a film that was really, really bad. And I think, I think we'll the really bad oh. film will will have chance to talk we, yeah, about we, we'll later on today. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't um, the one that we're discussing, but it will shed light on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the one that I'll talk about that I like, I like in, enjoyed, but wasn't as like actively like held, and I was like questioning that uh, after watching it, and then I saw West Side Story, and I was like, oh no, this is what like. A movie I'm fully into does. Also, um, you also love like when Cass has a different opinion from you to like <laughs> it influences you a bit sometimes. One hundred percent. Like honestly, <laughs> uh, yeah. no, like I, yeah, <laughs> I do think we do have quite similar taste. I think we have similar taste. Yeah. Sometimes I will just be a hater on things, and I'll convince James that something <laughs> is bad, which I should avoid doing because I feel like that is me just You're killing more, joy in James's heart. I'm You're a more decisive uh, person in general than James. I think that's true. yeah, yeah, I think that's true. Uh, but no, it's it's a sensation that I felt while watching this. You were stronger on disliking it, but this is mm. uh, June um, that I think you both have seen as we well. We both saw it. We saw it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, so June is obviously the Frank Herbert um, adaptation, uh, a movie that is said to be unfilmable. Um, people have uh, obviously David Lynch they've, was trying, tried and died yes. doing it. 
David Lynch isn't dying. I know. <laughs> That's uh, the joke yeah. that but, you know. <laughs> and uh, Jodorowsky tried to do uh, quite a famous adaptation that never kind of happened, but it like it's like remains Epic. of it filtered through yeah. into created stuff like Alien and and the stories of like Salvador Dali like demanding like huge amounts of money it's to like play the Baron. dollars mm. an hour. And there was yeah. a miniseries in 1999. Yeah, with James McAvoy, oh. right? No, no, he was in Children of Dune. Oh, right. Follow-up. <laughs> right. Sorry. Nice. So Sorry. Just, a, nice. just a fact check to you. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen the David Lynch one. William Hurt was I've seen the David Lynch one. I haven't I, seen the David Lynch one either. I can't really remember a lot of it. I saw it as a kid. Um, I mostly remember Sting and the oh, other guy really... like flying around being wacky. Paul. Carl McClough. No, no, oh. the um the 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 character that's played by um Dave Batista in the new one. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that Sting? No, no, no. no. Oh. So that character has a brother. So they're like a dub oh. duo kind of thing. Oh. And Sting played the other one. But the Sting's character isn't in the new one. Okay. They're, they're, no, no, I think they're like saving him they for the next one. Cut him oh. Because that character like is quite important in the second part of the film, right. but like Imagine, imagine if it's Sting again. I would die. I would die. I think I think they they're like they're like because like that like, I guess because Sting played that character and Sting was like the most famous cast member when yeah. David Lynch came out. Right. I think they're like, oh, people are gonna wait for this character. We're gonna like hold off. We're gonna hold him back. Yeah. Cool. Gonna, like, and I mean, wait. they didn't. Yeah. They didn't worry about casting people to do Free Little in this one. <laughs> they're gonna come do. I assume yeah. more yeah. in the second half. Yeah. So they clearly had a reason for not yeah. casting. I mean, yeah, not for Sam. I mean, Oscar Isaac. He's uh, yeah. Oh well, no, I've I mean, been talking about Zendaya, think... who got nothing to do in this one. Clearly, is gonna have a role next. Yeah, next yeah, film. yeah. Front and center. You hope so. That was very much just like I'm gonna look at the camera. Oh no, totally. But can you imagine if she's like. This is all and Paul, let me tickle Paul, and just suddenly dies. <laughs> um, anyway, James, what did you think about Dune? Tell people about it. I think Dune is a, it's an impressive technical uh, work, <laughs> and then also, like, emotionally uh, pretty, like, hollow. Um, but it is, yeah, it is, uh, it is like an action kind of adventure, uh, and, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I had fun with it, like in a way that kind of passively sitting back and like if kind it, of. If it helps, it I don't out. think Dune's going to listen to this, so I think you yeah. can say what you really think about Dune. Yeah, Denis is not not an avid listener. Denis, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, he it's liked it. one of our tweet notes. Yeah, um, yeah, I think like it's everyone is doing a really solid job, but I'm not sure if it adds up to much. Imagine if this is the hot take that Denis pulls out. <laughs> He's like, this man does not know anything. Excuse me, what? He doesn't understand the film. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we've done Russian accents last time. Is he French? I don't yeah. know. He's French-Canadian. from the, the oh, name. Okay. Oh, man. He's French-Canadian. I've never been sure how to pronounce his name, what? so I was like, I just If you listen to an interview yeah. with him, it is, Denis is, Valneuve. Uh, it is very strong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Full, like, stereotype black voice. Um, I, I didn't hate all of it. I, th- I liked like <laughs> I liked the design. I thought it looked really mm. beautiful. I loved the, like the world building of it. I think you know it was very mm. clear. I was really interested in like yeah, like I thought it was unusual and not just kind of boilerplate sci-fi in terms of like yeah. The, and I think this is all the source material stuff that was yeah. communicated visually really well on screen. Yeah. I just felt like there were no characters. <laughs> like they were just. 
people on screen that all were just serious guys and yeah. everybody was really boring and I just didn't have any emotional connection to anyone. They all felt the That's same fair. except for Jason Momoa. Oh, he, he was, was charming. Kind of charming. He was nice. Like yeah, a, yeah. Kind of a, yeah, I was like, you know, he's he's the Han Solo of it, I guess, and he's yeah. a charming guy. Yeah. But yeah, everybody else just was brooding and serious and indistinguishable <laughs> from each other to me and I just felt the time. I felt the time. I was like, it's long. Like, yeah, it's it long. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same length as West Side Story and so yeah. having seen those two films one day after the other I think it's a real clear thing of like when you're held when you're not held for me at least yeah, um, yeah Dune was just so boring to me and I was like why is this boring because there's elements of it that I'm enjoying but yeah I just didn't feel that, that in I didn't feel any character connection and I think Paul is just a shitty protagonist like Paul is a cipher he doesn't he's not really he's a cipher <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh he's the chosen one of like the best boy he's the prince of the house well, and yeah. he's the only boy and he's, somehow great, and he's everything. great at everything the first try and he's prophesied to be the Jesus those <laughs> moments of like of like the oh. person like oh this is how you how you like do your straps it's like oh, oh your you've feet you've worn them before your feet already really you're standing really well he's like oh, oh thank you. this and is like, what I figured I'd do my first fight and I actually beat the best warrior of the tribe because I'm so good at fighting can I, I say something like, oh. I, okay, firstly <laughs> no. Cass foretold that I would enjoy this movie a lot and Matt would think it was it was James oh that was you oh okay sorry Um, and I did enjoy the movie I I still feel like I was like I don't know like I have to fight that because it was called that I (laughs) I did he wants to fight whenever I enjoy a thing that you guys don't enjoy I always like look I get it this is beside the point the point I I came in to make was that about um to me, Paul. being Paul being set up as like a white savior, just wait and messiah, see. Just wait and see. Um, like chosen one narrative. Mm. I think there's a, like I don't like I don't want to like give the film too much credit because I don't know and like I can't I'm tr- I, I can't really remember the like 1984 one that much, but it does seem like they are they are setting it up to critique that type of narrative. Like it does seem that the um, that there's like enough little hints and enough little things in there that they are going to subvert that narrative like I think there's a very clear like you know oh, you should, maybe exploiting this planet for its resources is Spice. bad Spice. Um, kind yeah. of thing in there but I, I felt like that was a too simplistic a point like it took so long for us to get to the point of like maybe we shouldn't be I don't think that of, is I don't think know? that is what they're trying to because I think that it, we're just that's a given from the start that we're supposed to think that's bad I don't think we're supposed to realize that's bad at any point because they never at any point show us like how hard done by the Freeman characters are. We're just like, mm. we just know that that's bad. Like that's taken not, as given, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. like a taken as a given. Um, yeah, I thought I, I enjoyed it. I think it was r- really better to be like the first three episodes of a mini series as yeah, opposed to like a should movie. Be a I feel like, yeah, they would also, of, you would get a chance to maybe develop some characters. Yeah. Mm. Especially in like, I yeah. like, I get why they want to split into two movies, but like, there's not like the clear climax of the movie is the like um, attack on the like um, city the big sort thing, of war thing. Mm. Yeah. and then like, and I guess that they want to end it. But, okay, but this is like plot for like the next one. Mm. Is there's but there's a time jump in the right. middle of the movie, which so like there's like a few years where he's just like hanging out with the Freeman people. Okay, and right. like so it makes sense that that's where you cut the movie. Except the most exciting thing happens. At yeah. the end of Act Two, yeah. and then you have Act Three. Which makes that yeah. whole journey in the desert yeah. with his mum like yeah, yeah. Tragic. Like it's 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 weird. That's it's yeah. weird plotting that like if you if it was a TV show, you could fix and it. And it definitely or, it makes yeah. the, makes it drag. I think. Yes, I, I, absolutely. I do think they should have just made three movies with the first movie finishing at the death of oh Oscar. spoilers, Oscar Isaac dies. Yeah. Um, or 
the escape to the to the desert. Um, what I think about Dune is that I can't really judge it fully until I see the second one. I did um, because it could be a cumulative power thing. I mean, sure, but I'm it also was, like, if you're gonna make it as a single, like, you need to make it a film that works. It was. Like, it, I, don't, I feel like it was giving long. It such a pass. Oh, I, I, I kind like, of agree. Okay. I, agree. I, do, I do agree. Agree. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was yeah. long. It does feel like a cheat. I was yeah. struggling. Like, I was worry it's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was struggling to like, like, um, to like be awake. But I, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Matt did fall asleep and he asked me what happened and I had to tell him what happened yeah. in the movie. That's all right. Um, I mean, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. The design is, the design is like, stunning. Um, like the scope and everything was be- and and the score was amazing. And I had the great. score as well. I had like a podcast where they were just like shitting on the score, and I was like, "This is good." Thing that yeah. I it's really Possibly good. Yeah. It's exciting. But also, yeah, it was so I, different to that sort of but also, normal score. When that guy yeah. pulled out that bagpipes, I was like, "Here yeah. we go, baby!" But also, <laughs> so different to anything Hans Zimmer has done before that I was like, mm. "Okay, girl." Yeah, okay. Pulling out your whichever employee of Hans Zimmer made pulling out your <laughs> pulling out your bag of tricks. Yeah. <laughs> um, bagpipe and tricks. Silent Skarsgård is coming for Tony Collette's crown in terms of like hanging upside down um, <laughs> I did like, like that shot that was funny bathing in oil and shit like that I like, will say there was something I thought was impressive that they made um, the character that from my memory of the 1984 version like they're all like flying around and like in um, that version um, and I think in the book all those that family has like bright like ginger hair mm-hmm. so uh-huh. in this one they made them all bald but they have bright ginger hair so mm-hmm. they're quite like distinctive looking and they're all like, like floating around the priestesses Oh no 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 no! no, 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 no the Sal Skarsgårds yeah. and his children, the Harkonnens, so yeah. like Sting and stuff, is, yeah. is part of that. Do you know who the Baron is in the eighty-four one? Is it? Orson? I can't remember his name. No, 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 no it's not he Orson. was who was supposed to play it in yeah. the. Oh, in the, 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 the um, yeah. Right. Um, so like, I thought it was impressive that they like, without any changing, like one small thing, which is the hair. Mm. They made the floating thing seem quite creepy and scary, mm. as opposed to really wacky, as it yeah. feels like in the eighty-four one. Um, I like the little light up on his back, which yeah. I assume like controlled that. And the like the costume design, how he sort of like it makes him look like this weird tall thing. Yeah. I love the was, costume like, design. Quite cool, yeah. Oh, the witches like hats as yeah. well. I yeah. love yeah. the priestesses. Oh, oh my god! The, the visual design of it generally was really yeah. well done. It's so, really well yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Charlotte Rampling was such a sleigh. Oh yeah, um, and yeah. you know no, Rebecca just... Ferguson. Has there any anyone who looked more like a Jessica than her in film? <laughs> She's such she's a She's really good in this movie, she, I think. I, I, I like her. I, I mean, she was, she was fine, but she didn't really have much to do. Yeah, I, was fine. Like, I thought she was great. She was good, but yeah, I didn't really yeah. get much, like, she didn't just have to be, like, ideas. serious. Yeah, 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 yeah I feel like, yeah, if there was, if it's either you make it shorter or you make it longer, and yeah. you make it yeah. so that you have time to film out. Or a mini-series would have been perfect, would have swept the Emmys. Exactly. Yeah. More time with, like, precess flashbacks, maybe. But, like, if you're going to be the most expensive mini-series ever made, this is the time to do it. This is it. <laughs> they, they, they are um, reportedly doing a spin-off TV series about the like um, sisters. The, like, oh the yeah, the priestesses. priestesses. Oh. Love some. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a sleigh. But Love yeah, them. I think like again, maybe it's because it's a really hefty book um, mm. that yeah. you know I've I've read the first like chapter of. I realized as I was watching, I, was... I thought that I hadn't read it, and then I was like, got to a certain point, and I was like, I've read about this. I've read this. Mm. <laughs> I was gonna read it um, before it came out, and then I just heard about how dense it was, and I was yeah. like, you know what? Let's, That's the thing. Let's like, not. Let's not. It adapting a really hefty text like that, yeah. like you're going to always be losing something if yeah. you're cutting it into a film I, length. Yeah. And I think, for me, the thing they sacrificed was was specific characteristics of characters. Yeah. Um, mm. And, you know, I feel like that's a, the thing that I need in a film. I wouldn't really say like there's, there's no character with any of them. I think they have one, like, basic kind of 
thing that they're doing, each one of them. And a lot of them are serious, but I think yeah, Denis' kind of stuff is very serious. Like yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, maybe it's just a director mm. that I don't like Hedder. that much. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, Hedder's... Arrival is amazing, Arrival's though. great. Arrival's so great. is Sicario. I really like Sicario. Sicario I, don't, I don't like Sicario. I think, I think Sicario it's bad. and Blade Runner Enemy is a slay. I like both really cold. Don't love prisoners. So I like... It might just I like be prisoners. like it might be. A, I haven't seen prisoners. I, I think I'm just hearing this. I've only seen Arrival. I also so. did not <laughs> this is like. Clearly, I my did, least favorite of the two. I've seen. I also did not like the new Blade Runner movie. I, I did not like the Blade Runner yeah. either. Neither well, it's guys. just it might just but, be my issue with Denis, except for Arrival, where I'm just like they're so cold and so slow. And usually, I like slow. Kubrick is very so actually, hard. I find Arrival quite quite cold as well, but I didn't mind because I mm. thought the ideas were so yeah. fascinating. Also, like it was it's kind of it's like it's heart Arrival like. And the plot connects it to a very like personal story thing with yeah. like her and the child. Like, yeah. So, like, and then because you have fewer characters, emotional... you kind of have time to build yeah. that character a little um, bit more. And also, um, it's Amy Adams' best role. So you I just, just yeah. it's not, but I love I wanna, her. It's I, high up there. I want to make a point about Blade Runner twenty whatever it was. Um, I think Blade Runner, that Blade Runner, and Dune are very Sorry, similar in that they're kind of like cold <laughs> and like mm. they're clearly like the plot feels all like in service of something that you're yet to see. Yeah, and but mm. visually stunning. Mm. Except the reason why yeah. this one works is because we knew there was going to be a second one. Yeah. Right. And with the new Blade Runner, I was like, I got to the end of it, and I was like, Is the, are they doing another one? Because I feel like I right. just watched just like a, a I, I watched setup. a whole lot of setup for like that, this like coming Android War that never came. Yeah, that's right. what I thought about Sicario as well. I'm like, when is the movie going to kick in? I felt like I yeah, love Build. I mean, I didn't love it, but I just thought it was very effective. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know. I Maybe don't I just don't vibe with. With him, mm. Blade as, Runner, as I thought was too pretty compared to its original. <laughs> it wasn't gritty enough. That's my take on Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Sure, I'm sure all your takes yeah. are correct. All of them. <laughs> how long have we been? All how long have we been doing this? I know. We're on thirty six minutes. Well, so. just because so we've, we've all seen Dune, we've films, all seen so. Dune. Yeah, yeah. Dune. Um, and three of us. I'm not sure if you have Matt have seen. Um, Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh, right. No, um, I didn't see it. I feel like I want to talk about Home Sweet Home Alone in the context of Home Alone 3. All right. I think it would be good to do Home Alo- to talk about Home Alone 3 and then come back to Home Sweet Home Alone yeah. after. Yeah, well, like, I think there's the a end. lot of things we can do oh, yeah. in terms of comparison, yes. seeing where things right. worked, where things didn't yeah. work. Yeah. I, I think, and yeah. I, th- I think what was um, fun watching Home Alone 3 just now is that it like helped me realize why Home Sweet Home Alone doesn't work. Yeah, like it was that. like because it was like it was hard to tell watching. I was like, I, it's not very funny, but like all sorts of missing something. Yeah, and then watching like Home Alone three, I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. it is. Yeah. Mm. Um. So anyway, for you two, what are your your pop culture? I just want to oh, say offers. three like quick things. One succession finale, fucking amazing. Oh yeah, very I, good. I watched yeah. it so today. good. I'm caught up. Yeah. It's so good. Honestly, uh, Kieran Culkin's best moments might be um, <laughs> what's her face's best. What's her name? Sarah, Sarah Snook. Sarah best, Snook. Yeah. Best was moment. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. incredible. Jeremy Strong was amazing. Honestly, say yeah. what you will. The pro- trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> I would like. I did. I, I, in fact, I did come onto this podcast to defend Jeremy Strong. Right. That <laughs> so good. I have not read said article, I, but see, I feel like I my, must defend his. My character. favorite succession but, is when the three siblings are. Together, yes, and it was amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, second thing, um, I t- the last season of Survivor finished. Uh, great season. Um, not my preferred winner, but like maybe my third or fourth. But <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> hey, sometimes you can't. 
There's only one winner. You have to root for multiple people. Yes, yes. But I have two characters who are like all-time greats in my book. Nice. Um, I reckon if you want to jump back into Survivor, you should watch Survivor 41. And the last thing... 41. I, I know. Oh 20 God. years. Yeah. And the last thing I want to say, I just before I came here, I watched the finale of, of Canada's Drag Race. And I love the winner. That's all I'm going to say. Nice. Uh, the judging panel is boring. The queens are fine. Okay. Great. Not sold that one to me. I probably will not yeah. be watching. <laughs> um, I forgot this was part of the show, and I didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Think, I didn't think about what to talk about. So I'm looking at. I keep, I, I keep a list of shit I watch because. Ooh. He's know. checking it twice. <laughs> so I'm like currently looking yeah, and be like, what's one's worth talking about? Prepared uh, host of this <laughs> podcast that comes on once a year. But I haven't it's, prepared which one to talk yeah. about. It's the fourth girl. It's yeah. the fourth girl. It's the fourth it's character. This, yeah, this is the New York of the. Like I've just I just finished watching Succession. It was very good. Uh, Kind of boring at the start of the season, but kind we got of it. boring at the start. Like, I enjoyed a lot of. I loved the, the season, first though. episode of the season. Yeah. I was like, mm. "Rat tat, let's um, go." Uh, what else? <laughs> uh, I've re- I recently watched all of what we do in the shadows TV show. It's a delight. I highly recommend really it. Well, it's on Neon. I, I want to say the oh, first neon. the first season it. isn't on Neon, so I had to like <gasps> find um, other ways of watching it. But like, it's twenty minute episodes, and they're like eight or ten episodes a season so you can really knock out pretty quickly and it's just a delight they're all enjoy what, are you, what is happening <laughs> James is just so tickled by me for some he was reason. just like he was like oh it's on the other um but it's just it's just an absolutely perfect TV show I just love it oh, um uh, I, I don't really want to talk about this um cause I don't know they're, they're less current I guess um I was going to talk about uh, Tick Tick Boom, which yes. is very good. Extremely Have you guys good. talked about that? Yes, I thought okay. like we talked about I that last. It. Okay, last great. Last I liked episode. it. Have you guys seen Passing? I love Passing. No, but Matt no. talked about that last time. Passing okay. is fucking beautiful. I might yeah. be my favorite song of the year. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I would it's also it's on Netflix. Netflix. It's also mm-hmm. ninety minutes. And oh. the, ninety minutes. You know how much they pack into those ninety minutes? So much. Also. Uh, Ruth Nagar so just yeah it's just it's just like a lovely it's, it's shot beautifully all the acting's incredible there's so much um, subtext in, I, in that film yeah I kind of enjoyed how like a lot of the film is just kind of them having conversations and it's not super like <laughs> so plot TV it's just yeah. like long scenes of people talking and stuff like that which I, I, I describe in a, in a way that sounds boring but like it's quite like no. yeah, lovely it's, to it's have like, like a deep character it's a story it's development but then, like, but then you get like you still get the like satisfying plot conclusion at the end where like it feels like it wraps everything up and mm. well not wraps everything up but really like um, brings the story together you know. in like a beautiful uh, well not uh, 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 I don't want to give it away but like you know um, in a way um, that in a is, poignant way yes sure <laughs> it's um, not called failing it takes a minute okay, takes okay. A, yeah um, yay okay uh, yeah the main two um, um, oh shit what is her name Tessa Thompson Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega are both like yeah. st- to a very good Yeah, and it's like, and sh- uh, it's based off a short story or a book. That yeah, she, um, and she adapted the screenplay yeah. and directed it, and she was inspired to because her grandfather was um, mixed race, right. and I she, think she's an eighth black. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so like had and like so he had some sort of similar life experience. I think about passing, passing and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And, and her mother as well was was mm-hmm. passing right for most of her life. Um, so. Yeah, because when I heard Rebecca Hall. <laughs> Like that's a weird connection, <laughs> but then I read about like why you watch what to do, and I was like, oh, yeah. story. and like, yeah, I um, really want to see. I really like actors 
becoming directors. I really want to see Megan, Maggie Gyllenhaal's like the Lost, oh, the Lost Daughter. Daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coleman. With I missed her. Liv. Yeah. And um, uh, oh, what's her name from uh, J- J- no, um, from I'm thinking of anything, some stuff. What? Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley's in. Oh yeah, Jesse Buckley and oh, Dakota cool. Johnson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love limes. I love her. <laughs> um, so I haven't seen it. It just looks fun. Great. Um, <laughs> Is that the wow. end of our segment? <laughs> yeah. Great. That was a quick round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 42 a minutes. A good 42 minutes love of, love pop love culture, love of pop culture, of pop corner. Um, but you know what? Let's fight. Let's let's cover all all corners of the house in Home Alone 3. Feature presentation. So this was, I believe this is uh, a Lucas and also kind of Matt also was cheering for this one as a, as a mm. Christmas uh, offering, yes. Um, yes. which is a controversial pick for Can a I Christmas speak on film. It? Yes, please so do. Let's talk about um, so like it has become tradition that I do Christmas episodes. So it was, it was, yep. I, w- I was brought um, two Christmas movies as options and I said no to both of them because <laughs> I thought I thought Love Actually has been talked to absolute death, death and I yeah. really don't know what any of us could add to the conversation about death. Love Actually yeah. and it's not very good yeah. um, Speak for uh, <laughs> The Holiday The Holiday I it's a film I don't have any strong feelings on one or the other I think it's Fine. I haven't seen it, so that's um, why I wanted to see it. I watched it's it for fine. the first time last year, and I was like, because, like, you know, it's like, it is one that people talk about a lot. Yeah, I, like, I think it's a strong people like bag, it. honestly. So I'm sure. just, it's, like, it's so fine. Because it's never appealed to me, and I'm like, people like this film? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, and then um, I, I had thought about Home Alone 3. Um, I, th- I thought about suggesting Home Sweet Home Alone, and then I looked it up and saw that it was... Terribly reviewed. (laughs) Um, So not a mixed bag. And then I thought, um, you know, what's the most underrated Home Alone movie is Home Alone 3. Um, And I had this thought and then um, I think then you brought it up independently and then I was like, oh, then we both had this thought we should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also brought up another film. Yeah. Mixed Nuts. I was just searching through um, Christmas movies. Yeah. And then I saw one called Mixed Nuts and I was like, appropriate. And then I looked at the cast and I was like, stacked cast. And then I, and it's directed by and written by Nora Ephron, which is oh, yeah, very yeah, interesting. Course, yeah. And then I saw that it was terribly reviewed. And I was like, <laughs> well, that must be interesting. It's got like Could Steve, um, Steve Martin nice. and um, um, Adam Sandler right at the start of his career. And like a ton of, oh, like um, Melon Khan and like a ton of like, like big comedic mm-hmm. names of that era. Melon Khan. Um, but Love none her. of these three could have given a fucking shit about it because <laughs> oh, none of them responded. None of you had seen it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I've, I've, isn't yeah. that the point? <laughs> I've heard a podcast uh, on it uh, once upon a time when they oh, okay. looked at Nora Ephron stuff. It's apparently like very dark and weird. Um, right. Yeah. Like yeah. It involves murder. Either. Yeah. Um, I, I saw one. Right. I saw a pull quote that was. Yes. I saw a pull quote that said that the, like um, the, the dead body gave a better performance than like one of the cast members. Oh, and I was like, oh stiff. The stiff gave the best performance yeah. in the film. Damn. Um, I suggested this because um, this is my favorite Home Alone movie. Granted, it was the one that was released after I was born. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I guess I just had like such a connection with it because I connected to the kid. He was mm. looked like mm. the same age as me, and also, um, yeah, it was just recency. And I loved the little RC car, which in my memory is blue, but I guess it's red. Specific. Yeah, it's blue it's, on the box. It's blue on the box. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I loved Home Alone 3. And whenever people um, would say their favorite Home Alones, it's either one or two. And I'd be the only one who says three. And I was uh, eager to revisit it to see if it was just me with kid goggles or if it really is. <laughs> Not the best Home Alone. Yeah. We'll see. It we'll was talk just, about it. Like, as a kid, it was just the first one I saw. Like, because yeah, it was same. the most recent one. I and just I was very attached to it. So yeah. It was the, like, I did see the other two as kids as well, but it was just the one I was most yeah. familiar with was Home Alone mm. 3. Um, and, like, the same way that, like, me and I think a lot of people my age, um, our favorite Star Wars movies were, like, The, the Phantom Menace and the Attack of the, like, the Clones because they were, they were the ones that came out when we yeah. were young. And it's just, like, the stuff we were most familiar with. Um, and... Yeah, it was very interesting. Like, like when I have watched like Home Alone one and Home Alone two in more recent years, I have been like, "Oh, where's the bit with the car? Or where's the <laughs> yeah. bit with the parrot?" And then remember, like, "Oh no, I'm thinking Home of Alone Home 3. Alone three. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is my first viewing of Home Alone three. Um, I grew up. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm the same age as Matt, so I also was definitely not born when Home Alone one and two came out either. I guess. Yes, but, it should be pointed um, out. I'm much younger than the rest of the much, um, hosts. So much. No, not that. <laughs> Um, but yeah uh, the um, yeah I definitely grew up watching number one number two I think they were just ones that my family got out when I was Uh. a kid I didn't even didn't like rewatch and rewatch them all the time but they're definitely films that came Mm. on TV as well um, so I definitely had watched them again when they came on TV. Um, so fairly familiar with one and two. And I just had no interest in three. I think it's just, you know, um, you go to the, I remember seeing a poster for it at my local amalgamated video, um, mm. when I was a kid and just having no interest well, in getting out the one and have It also, Culkin, I, you know? I, I, exactly what the poster yeah. looks like. I can still yeah. like picture it very clearly. He's got the little like, like um, yeah. And then they're all poking up from yeah. behind the door. Yeah. 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 It also should be noted that this one does not star, um, Yes. I want to say Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin. And Macaulay I, Culkin is not in this so, one. And I think that's why everyone dismisses it. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's like, well, that's why I dismissed yeah. it. I was like, yeah. oh, my, like, my, my boy's not here? It's a cash uh, grab. No. It's like, yeah. it's, well, it's just, yeah, It's not even no. the same boy. And it's, yeah. But the thing is, the boy was almost a man. <laughs> the yeah. boy grew yeah. up I know. by the time. That's, that's the thing. But, you know, when you're a kid, you have no sense of age. Yeah, but it's still, it's still, it's still written by John Hughes, um, but it wasn't directed by Chris Columbus. Yeah. This transitions well for my opinion of it, because I'm going to be the villain, or my younger self was the villain, uh, of this podcast, where I saw it. Uh, I had seen the original ones, well, the original, the first and second, uh, like, around it was on TV all the time, um, similarly. Mm-hmm. And then I, I came around to my dad's friend's house, and it was on there, and it's something around, like, having to hang out with your dad's... Um, uh, friends, so you're, kids. You're, oh, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. why were you hanging out with your dad's friends? No, sure. like the, the children of family friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. They will hang out. So I remember getting made to like put this on. And yeah, it was th- that reaction of like, who is this kid? Who? <laughs> how dare he think that he can take on the mantle of Macaulay? Um, <laughs> there's only one Home Alone kid, and it's Kevin McAllister. And who are all these random like offcuts and stuff like that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. So, uh, yeah, that was my opinion. Very opposed. When yeah. I was a kid. Um, also, James is the oldest in the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Born, much, born in, much oldest. Born in the year of Home Alone 2. So, you know, gosh. Yeah. I feel like I never really saw 2 all that much. I've seen it like once or twice. It was 1 all the time, which is my yeah. favorite still. Um, I, I have a, I'm i a big fan of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I, I like both Home Alones. That yes. preceded this. Also. Oh, I, I agree. Both of them are great. It's a perfect um, trilogy, in my <laughs> opinion, yes. as yeah. a kid. But who knows now? We'll yeah. see. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so without further ado, let's get into the yeah. it's plot before heart. So uh, yes, it's me doing the plot. Yeah. Plot before heart. Um, it's just a little reminder for, for us whether we do MVP or movie in a minute first. Um, and it's movie in a minute first. Okay. Um, and it's it's my turn to recount the plot. I just also want to say before jumping into it as well, I realised while watching this film that James and I have actually listened to the special podcast series from Worst Idea of All Time, mm. um, where they did a lockdown special series, which mm. was them watching Home Alone three every few days. Wow. Um, and I noticed this purely because I remembered the names Mrs. Hess and Burton Jernigan. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing is, else was memorable. Yeah, nothing else about the, like the the recaps that happened on there made sense. I clearly retained none of it. Um, <laughs> I haven't listened to that yeah. podcast, which I know is a shame because I know it's very like. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, I know it's a lot of um, widely regarded. But don't they pick like famously terrible movies to watch on? This repeat? one was yeah, for their main seasons. Request, they do, but they did like some special ones over lockdown. This was a lockdown one where uh-huh. it's just they watched it every three days instead of every week, mm-hmm. and they did like a, a one week where they just watch cats like once every day of the week at right, a certain right. point. That's a lot. Uh, like seven cats is in a row. Um, yeah, so I think they sort of blurred it a little bit. It was just more like on audience request. Well, to be fair, I mean, like technically. Home Alone 2 is a mixed bag because when I looked at the reviews, that mm. was like getting like around 4.5 out of 10 yeah. and stuff What's like that. Is this one better yeah. ranked than Home no, Alone no, 2? This one, no, no, this one was... Wh- 4.5 yeah. as well. Okay, so oh. they're similarly mixed. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, well, anyway, I'm going to tell you guys what happens in this film. In three, two, one. There is a group of spies that have stolen a microchip for uh, North Korea from the U.S. Air Force, and they decide to hide it in a remote control car to take it back to the U.S., but there's a mix-up at the airport, and an old German lady takes the remote control car back home with her. Turns out that she's across the road from a little boy called Alex, um, and she gives the remote control car to him. He's really smart, and he's really great at creating traps and stuff like that, which is really helpful, because when the spies come into the neighborhood, he spots that they're out there um, and spying on all these different houses. He's got chicken pox, so he's stuck at home. That's why he's seeing this through his telescope. 30 seconds. Eventually, the spies work out that this remote control car is at Alex's house, and they decide to mount an attack um, on him and try to get the car. But, of course, he prepares for them by creating all of these cool traps out of all of his toys and his, using his smarts, and eventually uh, he stops the, ba- uh, the baddies. Um, the, he managed to call the U.S. Air Force and tell them about the microchip. Eventually, word reached the correct person. They all come zooming in at the very end and capture the four crew who were using their spy smarts to uh, gang up on the small boy. Time. There you go. Yeah. Okay, you, in the midst of that, all of us looked at each other and said, German? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, was that old woman German? Is it just because her last oh, name was that- Hess? Yeah. I think you're getting yeah. it. Oh, but also, the, there's, the, there's the. We'll get to this movie later, but there's the old German woman in Home Home. Oh, home that's alone. what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 But we'll get to that later. Yeah, anyway, I think just because her name's Mrs. Hess, I was right, just right. like, she's an old lady. Yeah. Um, but no, I guess she's not German. It's just her name. Yeah. <laughs> she might be. She might be of ancestry. Of ancestry. Um, yeah. um, let's yeah. call 23andMe and get her tested. Yeah, we can find out. <laughs> we must know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, I think that's a pretty thorough kind of. That's, thing. that's really yeah. good. Yeah. Although um, I stopped listening when I was like German. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was, was a record stretch moment. Um, yeah. yeah, there's also oh yeah, the mum character is like trying to go to work and trying to balance her busy oh, yeah. career with looking after her. Because he has son. he has to be home alone. So. Yeah. yeah, she's having some. I I kind of phased out every time she was talking on the phone. Is there like, like a the jerk boss? Yeah, it was definitely a jerk boss. You gotta come in. There was Mary Lou. 
And Mary Lou always comes in, and Mary Lou's always here, so you have to come in as well. Um, On this podcast, we hate Mary Lou. This is not a Mary Lou stand account. Absolutely not. This is a Mary Lou hater podcast. (laughs) But on this podcast, we do stand certain people with good faces and MVP hot butter. Most visually pleasing. Does anyone have any candidates? I yes. do. Yes. Oh, okay, sure. great. I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough, but okay. No. We've done Spirit Stallion of the yeah, Summer. Yeah. So this is nothing. So, this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, I'll start. I don't know. I'm I'll not going to start. Um, I think the mom is gorgeous. She is beautiful. I love her. She's a 90s lady um, who's very modern looking. She's like baby Catherine O'Hara. Um, yeah. But like very in, like off brand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but beautiful. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I could say Alice. The oh, Alice is also really I nice. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like she's got a very like it's that sort of yeah 90s kind of turn, like turn of the millennium aesthetic. Yeah, like kind she's of very, funky. She's got the Natalie and Brulee hair. Short, very Natalie and Brulee. Yeah. Um, she's very kind of like a, yeah, very petite and European looking. It's um, the the 90s yeah. was like a hotbed for short haired women. Oh yeah. Like that was stand, they were stand, thriving stay in the pixie um, for sure so yeah, it's a, a strong sort of pixie I agree. look from her Alice was she, great and she was she's got some good like you know sort of uh, cat suit sort of burglary yeah. looks yeah. Um, which the you know none of the other guys sort of seem to have came prepared mm. with their wardrobe mm. um, good hats it's a good hat good hat and a wig and a wig mm. we love the wig well, the southern accent southern for one little yeah. one yeah. scene doing a bit of street car <laughs> in the middle terrible job um, yeah, I uh, similarly, uh, I quite liked Alice, but my shout out goes to Burden Jernigan for like the. <laughs> I don't remember his face. The, oh, the steely the blue eyes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yes, like, yes, I really yes. liked Lost him from friends. when he was like cool, calm, and collected. And then when he started being like, oh, I'm goofy, I was like, oh, his hotness. Burden Jernigan was the one who had a haircut, right? Yep, yep. Yes, okay. Yeah, cool, he was yeah. the short haired of the two. Yeah, yeah. Ones. So, like, there's like a shot. Uh, there's like a sequence at the start oh. of this where they're like walking through the airport and they're like looking real cool mm. um, and it's slow mo and it was just yeah, it's the it ocean's was, honestly, yeah, yeah. It was, I think I think both parents are hot now that I think about the dad. Give me let me get to my oh, okay. <laughs> you can't take all the people before I even get to say we can have right? the same ones we've, no 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 you get to pick one and it's then like we each get to pick one you can't just say all the characters and then come to me like who do you think Lucas like there's no one left let you're, me. you're articulating some of the frustrations. Frustrations I also have sometimes on this podcast. Yeah, in a lot of life, I'm just like, shut up, man. You know, no. Uh, <laughs> there can be a there can be a consensus hot person. Jesus no, Christ, because I was struggling. I was I, no. I think this is why I'm getting annoyed because I was really struggling. I was like, who are the possibilities? There's the spies. I didn't think any of them were particularly that <laughs> hot, to be honest. I was like, a lot of the other characters are children. Uh, Mrs. Hess not doing Mrs. it for Hiss us. not really doing it for me. <laughs> and then I was like, hold on, there's the dad. And the dad was was pretty hot. Like, he was pretty hunky. It's kind of your, like, sort of classic 90s American dad. Yeah. Yeah. And like, an interesting yeah. voice, too. It's like yeah. low timbre. You got to see him in his underwear at one point. That's true. Pretty yeah. hot. Oh, yeah. um, he obviously has some good style because the other guy wears his clothes and it was a pretty cool suit. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I would it's like to see suit. him in it. Um, <laughs> or without it, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I don't have much to say. I thought the dad was the hottest. Um, yeah. I would say this is, this is not one of the hotter films we've covered. Yeah. Um, Particularly the male candidates. There's not a lot of good so offers. Yeah. The male candidates yeah. were not good. <laughs> Absolutely not. Slim pickings. Yeah. 
Um, um, right. Also, I mean, <laughs> this film does feature a future really hot person in Scarlett Johansson. Yes, yeah, this is uh, we've not uh, mentioned that she's and in she's, this. And she's, and she's a, also like still the same age. Like, yeah, but she is to be clear a child. A child. She's like thirteen or something. Yeah, she's older than. No, no. I feel like she was. I feel like she just has the voice of adult Scarlett Johansson. The adult brother would have been like fourteen, right? Like, and she's she's the sick. She's the middle one, so she would have been twelve, thirteen. I feel like she was like twelve. I think she just like has always had the same voice. Because in Lost in Translation, she was 18. And I thought she was much older when I first saw her. Yeah. Okay, well, She just has that aura. That is shocking. Yeah, um, but yeah, we just laughed because her face is pretty similar to how it was when she was a and child, and her, her voice, voice is the same, like the sort of husky voice that she has now. We had already at like twelve. <laughs> You're my little brother. Oh, it just sort of makes it sound like, like who's this imposter that's jumped into and like you know, this child? She's still five foot two. Probably. Oh yeah, she was like yeah. You're right. She was five foot ten. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, what did we like about Home Alone three? I, I like quite a lot of things. I about think it's a great movie. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> really enjoyable. It's really good. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Um, I think the little boy. So I don't know who the actor is. That His name is Alex D. Linz. Oh, is that with Alex? Alex. 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 Oh, yeah, cute. I know. He's very cute. Um, he's adorable. He's, he's so little. He's so and tiny. Like, yeah. yeah, I think just the it's like his physical proportions. Obviously, he's yeah. very small, and they dress him in like these big puffy coats and yes. things to show him like make yeah. him look even smaller. Have him carrying big heavy objects. a lot. Which yeah, very sweet. it's very yeah. cute. And here's that like cute like '90s bowl. Little '90s bowl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they've done a really good like, and I think they do the same thing with Macaulay Culkin, mm, where they've yes. got they've really balanced that thing about you know how to make him precocious and kind of like a sassy kid, but not without annoying. an annoying way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because um, he doesn't he's not annoying. As we'll get good. to with Home Sweet Home Alone, I think these films rely a lot on the fact that. You have to be have like some concern for this child's safety. Like yes, like you. It has. It is really important that it is a young child that yeah. is home alone, mm. and there are criminals trying to come in and hurt this child. Yeah, and that is like the That's inherent the danger and tension in the movie. And if that doesn't read, <laughs> then the film the doesn't film work. The film is not gonna work. And like he is so small and so young, and like. These criminals, like, there are p- parts where you show that they are intending to cause them harm. And yeah, it, they know, are, like, armed criminals. Yeah, they have guns. <laughs> they bring a lot of guns and ammunition to get this kid. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and it you, it does create the necessary tension to believe that this kid, like, is very, very much in danger. Hmm. And equally demonstrating that the kid is genuinely, like, smart. Like, that yeah. they can set up traps, they can, like... Yeah, uh, that they have, like, logical kind of responses to stuff when they see, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to call the cops and stuff like that. Yeah, like, one yes. thing that we didn't mention in the summary before is that there's kind of a Boy Who Cried Wolf subplot mm. in this, yeah. where mm. because it's rather than the sort of the Home Alone 1 and 2 plot line of that he's just been left alone, like, for a long period of time by himself. By accident By accident. Well. Yeah. It's more just that he keeps getting left at home for small patches of time because mm. he's sick at home. Yeah. Um, and his mum keeps having to get called to work to go and do things, and, you know, the babysitter can't come or whatever. Um, so he spots these spies around the neighborhood and calls the police on them two times because mm. he sees them in people's houses. Um, and then, of course, they've left and covered all their tracks by the time the police arrive. And so people start thinking that he's just bored and he's calling the cops for fun. Mm. Um, and the police are, you know, singularly unhelpful in the yeah. way that police generally are. Yeah, right. because, like, it is, like, one of the key things about Home Alone is you're like, why would anybody go to the lengths to, like... Yeah. If you can go to the lengths to, like, put up these traps to stop these criminals, you could go to the lengths of doing anything else to get out of the yeah. situation. Mm. But, like, they do a pretty good job of establishing 
his predicament of like he has no one else to turn to, no one believes him. Yeah, the authorities he, have said yeah. like, no, don't call this number again. You know, he yeah. recognizes that people are in danger. Yeah, and that like the stakes, he, the stakes are high. And yeah, thing. yeah. So like, yeah, it does a it does a good job of establishing like why he feels forced to create this elaborate trap. Yeah. Mm. Um, and also, like, actually the microchip plot line and making it the spies thing actually mm. also helps establish the plot because I think Absolutely, in Home Alone yeah. 1 and 2, they're just robbers. They're, they're just, just robbers, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they at could any point, leave. they could just leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like, these spies, North Korea will kill yeah. them. Oh, yes, they will they not on the threat of yeah. death. Yeah. They, their so, stakes are pretty high. Yeah, too, so, so, like, they have to keep going through all these traps to get this bloody thing. Um, yeah. And that's why they don't give up. Or yeah. that's why they try so many times and have all these tactics and stake out this specific house. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, do we know that... What Anyway, I'm just trying to remember the motives of the first one. They're just trying to break this, into the yeah. house. Yeah. And, and I think at a certain yeah. point, they sort of just are trying to, like... They become really bloody minded. The yeah, they're like, they're like, they just have to, they have to get through it, you know, like... Yeah. yeah. Um, to get yeah. smart. Kids. And especially in the second one, they're like, it's a grudge now. They come across yeah. them again and they're right. like, it is, yeah. Yeah. Smart, the it is, yeah, it is a point of pride that they must beat this kid. Bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is um, too. Bragging rights to yeah. the other criminals who <laughs> yeah. don't know who this child is. Um, yeah. Who are like, I, oh, a child? Okay. Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> I like, think that's hey. like, Kevin. what the film does really well is like, a lot of those plot points is that mm. like, it does a really good job of like taking the core of Home Alone, but giving an entirely new plot yeah. that isn't trying to like do like. I mm. mean, this was made in a time like where it wasn't so long ago that you'd be doing like fan service and like nostalgia for the first one. So like mm. they did have that freedom to try and do something like original, and they they came up with like a really good plot that like has the core like idea of Home Alone that is yeah. child at home sets traps mm. for people trying days. to get into house. Yeah. And but the circumstances around that are completely different, mm. and still make enough like film logic for you to believe it, and and cre- and add in a lot of new elements that mm. you know yeah. that make it more and, interesting and, it, and different. Yeah. It's an interesting new direction for something like yeah. I feel like two is an example of what they would typically have yeah did like do with sequels. Exactly the same, but the same. Yeah, location and makes a lot less sense because yeah. of it. Yeah. I still love that film, but just the plot fun, but holds up less. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's but, it, it's good in different yeah. ways. Yeah. They, in a different way, they were just incredibly successful in finding a way to create the same situation through completely different yeah. means that are still mm. successful and with different yeah. elements that made it special as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. You know. Um yeah. I also just thought like Alex his performance was really yeah. great. Yeah. Like for a kid, I find them so yes. grating in films, especially when they're when they're written as well. adults. Sometimes they just don't nail it. It's more yeah. like this is I can hear the adult voice behind the kid. Whereas he made it sound so natural and um He's just such a little charming boy and like yeah. the way he's written, the way he cares for his mother and like he, he the way he looks out for other people in the neighborhood. It's just, yeah. he, he's, uh, he's so sweet. When he gives the mum a little kiss on the head while I she's know. sleeping, it's oh, very, very sweet. Very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one aspect of this is that, yeah, the, rather than, you know, because he's not left alone all the time, when he sets up a lot of the traps, it's while the family are sleeping. So yes. he's <laughs> like behind the backs because they're going to go off to school. And so he has to... 
at first protect the family from his own traps so yeah. they don't get hurt <laughs> as they're trying to leave the house. Which yeah. is a fun, like, twist yeah, on it. Yeah, and a little yeah. twist yeah. on it. And his whole relationship with Mrs. Hess of, like, that kind of love-hate kind of relationship. Yeah, of... that's the inversion, I think, the big inversion from the, the first film where, yes. like, their whole sort of, the heart of that, I think, is, yeah, that, that the scary old character person, yeah. is mm. afraid of the scary old man and it turns out that the scary old man, you know, appearances are deceiving and he's actually yeah. a nice person. And he learns today. a lovely lesson that he then forgets in the second one where he does yeah, the exact same undermining that point Um, but here the opposite thing has happened where Alex doesn't really have any character growth I would say over the course of this film but um, (laughs) yeah like maybe that that slight down a downside of it but like instead we flip that round so Mrs. Hess is a very kind of sour mean-spirited old lady Mm. who learns to um yeah that there's some good in kids after all not all the young generation is terrible it is refreshing Um, though I don't yeah it is like he doesn't really have a lot of character development which is fair and like could be but they do a very good job of making like a quite a like well-rounded I, character. I didn't feel like I missed yeah. that character. Yeah, like but he's it's like, like he's, he's a kid. He's yeah. flawed. He's a kid. He, you still like him because he's still is shown to do like very good and noble things. Yeah, but also he's like is still precocious and still like naughty at times. Mm. And yeah. you know he they yeah. they balance him and you know have it pretty well-rounded for a, a child character that, like, yeah. can't have a lot of, like, backstory or interests, <laughs> really. Mm. Yeah, and I think, like, it's a better way to, rather than doing a retread of the same, like, he's got a little mm. moral message mm. thing that oh, I think totally. works really well in Home Alone 1, but, again, the more you repeat that, then the more Home Alone yeah. kind of is. Uh, this is an entirely tangent, I'm sorry. But I, I remembered that uh, that kind of scary, like, uh, old kind of people I had mm. when I was a kid as well. I oh, would, yeah, like, old people are scary. Yeah, I'd walk yeah. home and there was this, like large homeless man that would always like walk um and like kind of with like, and like he, i've already heard the story yeah and he's and he like smelled a little bit and stuff like that and i was like oh he's always very scary and then one day i um cut my foot i don't know why i was wearing a bare feet uh but i cut it with glass and then Oof. um and i was like limping home and he was like did you get a prickle and i was like I was like crying. I was like, I was like oh. no, glass. And he was like, let me help you. And he like guided me back to my home. And so, oh. yeah. So it's like, I learned the Home Alone one lesson. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a weird lesson because yeah. also sometimes it's like, maybe like, don't just trust random strangers. Yeah, maybe other. don't. Yeah, yeah, the problem of Home Alone is that it's like, don't trust strangers because sometimes they'll be robbing your house. But also sometimes do because sometimes they're nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a I kind of a bit muddled. In that trying way. to show two sides of the coin of like, no, yeah. All, Hashtag not all strangers, but well, it's like it's difficult because, like, yeah, like obviously for because we were drilled like moral message for well-rounded human beings is to look beyond surface appearances. Mm. Yes. However, a good message for small children at home by themselves is don't Don't trust trust strangers. strangers. Yeah. 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 I do. I do love how um, Alex was uh, not that fawning over the cops. He was like, no. <laughs> he was essentially saying a cab. Like, yeah, pretty much. His main yeah. character development is not to trust cops. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he started out trusting yeah. cops, and he's like, I can only depend Does, on myself. He doesn't yes. trust <laughs> cops. He takes guns away, puts them in the bin. Like he's yeah. Yeah. Be- great kid. <laughs> when he pulled Honorable. the fake gun on the guy, <laughs> yeah. I lost it. Honestly, there's a so one of the traps that Alex does is that he uh, spray paints all of his toy guns to look like real guns, and this comes in handy when one of the villains mistakes the gun for his own. Um, and yeah, it, it ends with him say, sort of confronting one of the villains by pulling like a, a supposedly gun. the villain's own gun on him, which I, I is, is obviously was also a toy gun, but it was just a imagine they do it was real, real, right? Yeah. They do a clever thing because they 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 show him spray painting a toy gun black, and then yeah. you see the 
villain pick up the wrong gun. Yeah. So you're like, okay, there's the, the toy, toy gun. gun. Yeah. And then he pulls a gun and it's like, you didn't you're know like, that he's playing two guns, but yeah, yeah. Exactly. you do see him putting, put the real gun in the bin. He and you then do. you're like, maybe he got it. Yeah, exactly. I think, exactly. I think you yeah. need that so that later you're like, well, where the fuck is the real gun? Like, yeah. you need to <laughs> remove the is. gun. Yeah. yeah. We don't know where the real gun actually ends up. It's just in the it's bin. It's just in the bin. Yeah. They just throw it out. They threw it out. It was fine. I mean, there's a lot of bullets that get discharged. His older brother's probably going to find it and kill a cat or something. Yeah. yeah, the older brother has like a, a chaotic energy, but, yeah, but not, brother, not, like, not like Buzz level. Like Buzz yeah. level one is like villainous. Whereas well, he, like, he does kill like um, he does Alex's kill Alex's by accident. Yeah. By accident, but doesn't replace it, which yeah. bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> like you should replace or the bug. Apologize. At the end of the... He's yeah. just like, oh, shame your bugs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the two, uh, the to two... be fair, as uh, you know, like. I grew up with a brother slightly older than me. Like, if one of us did that, the other one would not apologize. Yeah, for sure, I know. But he knew you know? it was for a science yeah. experiment. Yeah. He did it. Oh, I thought the siblings' relationship was very realistic, yeah, sure. in my opinion. The two yeah. big plot holes for me of the movie, what happened to the North Koreans and the bug. Like, yeah. the bu- Chekhov's <laughs> bug. Yeah. What happened to the science project? The bug project? died. I know, the but, was dead. but it was a living being. It, it should a, have come back. It's a ghost come of a bug. Back. No, yeah, I said, like, you should have bought another bug for his brother. I mean, if he knew that was going to come back, I would like the doll to have come back you know yeah. what's the dog who's uh, dog so he's at one point the villains oh Jimmy Allen's uh, dog they kidnapped Jimmy Allen's dog uh, and then uh, that's the first thing Alex it's part is, of their uh, cover his, his first thing is he frees the hostages um, oh, which that, he does by helping one of the one of the one of the spies is walking Jimmy Allen's dog as cover for why they're walking up and down the street yeah which again smart villain yeah. like I think that is, this is a big change from the originals is that this is really smart cro- like crooks in a lot of ways yeah. and more yeah. excitingly they have gadgets they've got gadgets they've got gadgets yeah. This guy, he's got a little, like, camera in his glove that he can take photos with. Yes, they've got cameras in their glasses. Glasses, cams, the absolute ultimate of 90s spy devices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It's mostly, yeah, mostly mostly cameras. But, you know, it Um, does the job. I mean, yeah. And and there's a new device that is created by Alex. Oh, and they they can route the phones as well. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, they do, yeah. Um, Where he straps a camera uh, camcorder, like, on uh, the... uh, Oh, the RC car, yeah. He's also know, got a like TV gun that yeah. like basically somehow. It's just a TV can, remote. But why is it like? How is it able to? I guess the universal the one. I guess I don't know. But no, I, I thought the device it was stuck to. No, was it's, that's it a, that's a telescope. Oh, yeah. so there's no reason. So, it no, 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 no. Look, the range, the range of this like of of the things. Incredible range. The range of electronics is is huge. Apart from just this one spot around his eyes. You mentioned this earlier. I also thought that when he strapped the thing on the RC car, I thought it was the coolest thing oh, absolutely as a kid I was like why uh, can't I do that it's so yeah. cool like yeah. it's the sort of this sort of idea that you come up with as a kid that you, you like you think of like ah oh, yes brilliant I'm going to attach <laughs> this toy to this toy except it would do nothing because it was so, not an electronics the, genius as the a way, child the way he manoeuvred that car it was like he steer it's no, more than one he's a savant like, <laughs> he's a savant future filmmaker yeah. Yeah. also yeah. one little bit of the movie that I really enjoy that's just like quite a small detail is, is him drawing the map of his neighbor's houses from memory yes he knows the houses like yeah. I don't know I think there's just some like quite like it's like quite that sweet thing of like this is his home turf he knows his neighborhood yeah. and then he beats himself up like I forgot about the stairs yeah, it's like yeah. you did grow good you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um yeah sort of favorite gadgets favorite tra- traps yeah, the, the, traps? I mean, the abundance of traps specific traps okay should we talk about favorite traps, traps. oh 
I enjoy the real funny, simple, stupid ones where you, cause like you see like a multitude of like, um, real complicated ones from Alex where it's like, you know, like the, the, the trunk falling on them. Yeah. And then there would be like one where it's literally just like the window, like the pot falling on his, on their head or the window falling. And it's so funny when it comes after a complicated prank. So those are my favorites. I really enjoyed the pool trick, which is one of the final ones. So he does a lot of work, Mm. but there's a, there's a, pool in their back garden which is frozen over and he does all this great work to steal a trampoline from a neighbor's garden i think um yes. somehow set it up again we don't see how that happens there's some logic things there um and then create using some other like pieces of metal and stuff no, no it's just he is takes just, the things oh, off the, from the real pool and moves them. so he moves yeah the real stairs and the real like uh diving board from the other pool and then puts them in the ground as if there is a pool and over then to the right. shovels the snow to yeah. create the, yes, ring, of the, the ring of the pool. Mm. with the snow. Oh, um, yeah, everything's covered in snow, by the yeah, way. Yeah, uh, it's all very, it's very wintry. Um, and yeah, so then later on at a crucial moment, the villains try to jump from the attic down onto the trampoline, thinking that this will be the safe way that they can get out of this this top roof, and that's what the, what the kid just did. Um, and then, of course, when they jump onto the trampoline, there is a pool underneath it, so they go crash through the ice, and there they are stuck for the um, the cops to get to them. And they get these delightful like ice tutus as yes, they're led as away, they're oh, led which away. I thought was very funny as a child, and I still think is a very funny. It's picture. really <laughs> funny. That's great. Um, my favorite gag is, I just really, favorite trap, trap. I enjoy when people like go somewhere and they think it's really, they think it's going to be simple and they put their hand in like goop or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, those always tickled music as well. Very entertaining. Uh, and then also stuff that you forget about as well. This isn't per se a, a trap. Um, it's kind of is where it's like, there's this setup right uh, like very early on in the film, where they're in, he's in his brother's uh, house. Yeah, I was thinking about and that. And then there's, uh, he finds out like a house. <laughs> his brother's house. He has a separate house. His brother's um, room. Brother's room, and then there's a naked lady on the wall. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then, it was so fun. And you can see a mum, and he's just like, ah, gross. Yeah, yeah. and you, you just like Which see light? it. Same. You, <laughs> yeah, you, forget, you forget about it, and then yeah, and then it comes back up in like a, a shower kind of sequence where um, yeah. it's a decoy. There was also yeah. a, a pet parrot, and the parrot is. Uh, very useful and yeah. what a great ally I think we need to talk yeah. about um, the pets of the movie because yes. I think yes. there's something about the late 90s where like pets, funny animals funny animals were, were, yeah. were at an all time high there's a parrot yeah. parrots in particular there was were doing Doris great. Doris the rat Doris, Doris the rat, rat. Um, the f- here's a pet bug who dies. There's a pet fish. He did not get a lot pit of screen fish, time. Pet fish was not useful in any of the In any way. There was a featured dog. Jamil's yeah. dog. And then dog. there was the cat. In, in there was the, a cat. There was a cat. And cat there was another dog. Cat. And we did see yeah, another dog at one point very briefly. And yeah. it's a nice animal. This, this director has worked with a lot of animals in the past. Oh, really? Who was it? Because they went on to direct... Raja Gosnell. Yeah, they went on to direct Beverly Hills Chihuahua. And of course they worked with... The worst dog. The ultimate deer of animals are Scooby-Doo. Um, <gasps> ah. Do they do the Scooby-Doo movies? Scooby-Doo 1 and 2. That's oh, incredible. I love yeah. the Scooby-Doo 1. So good. Scooby Doo Two is also very good. I haven't good. seen yeah. Scooby Doo Two. Oh, I think I was too old. Unleashed. I think I was too old yeah. when it came I out. I think so as well. Rowan Atkinson is on Scooby Doo One. I've yeah. seen Scooby Doo One. Oh, oh Scooby Doo yeah. One is a sleigh and body swap. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so worked with animals a lot. Uh, well, and, and yeah, an interesting. 
girl dog. I know that's. that's sorry, what? That's <laughs> sorry, Cass, what was that? Scooby Doo is not a real sorry, dog. Sorry, sorry, Lava, thank you. Scooby Doo is not a real dog. Wait, it's, what? <laughs> it's Christmas. You can't ruin Christmas uh, like this. Okay, sorry. wait. This is also one point we need to bring up. Yeah, it's we 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 were looking for a Christmas movie. Yes. We must admit this movie takes place. In post-Christmas. Post-Christmas. Yeah. But this Christmas is, is not referenced. Christmas theater. This, it is, it is a post-Christmas movie. We have movie. the air of Christmas. And hey, Christmas this... is mentioned many times. There's a lot of Christmas stuff up and around uh, as the leftovers of Christmas. And also, well, I mean, it makes logical sense because he can't be home alone. He would, like, yeah, they, from school. It yeah. feels if, like they were originally writing this to be at Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah. And then they realized, oh, shit, we need them to go to work and yeah. school. Yeah. So that's not They've already worked out that they wanted to do a twist on why he's home alone. Yeah. And yeah. That cannot happen directly around Christmas. Yeah. So it makes sense. Just afterwards. And you know what? This episode is going to come out after you know, Christmas. We, we have, timed it wrong. We have a lot. <laughs> we have a lot of Christmas movies. Like, obviously, yeah. we've been doing this episode like three times in a row. We, we listed so many, about four other Christmas yeah. movie options we had for this. And there was even more that we t- that I think I thought, thought about and looked yeah. at that I wondered mm. whether we should do. There are thousands and thousands of Christmas movies. Yes, and movies. they've all been talked about. There are very few early January <laughs> specifically early January's post-Christmas and it's like the Home Alone's like January 8th yeah one, yeah. one and two which is just a regular day How and there's nothing special not, about it. not at all special yeah. in any way and, and so like one and two happened during Christmas and then this one's happened after Christmas I want like four it should have been set in like Valentine's Day or something like too that too late just gradually throughout or like January. It's got to have snow, I think. Yeah. So maybe oh, you yeah. could do like a, you could do a southern hemisphere. Oh, sure. Know, mm-hmm. Like South Ooh. Island, mm. New Zealand. It, it is weird that there is no summer Christmas movie. There is, really? There I mean, I'm sure there are. They're, they're not very good. Uh, Christmas, uh, there's one that's called like hey, Christmas in the Wild, where it's like, you know um, what? what's her name from? There's um, a film called Kiwi Christmas, Kiwi Christmas. that was now, really developed at the Film Commission when I worked there. To and, me, uh, don't I'm worry, just, it's not good. This is Tony Collette's <laughs> Time to Shine. Yeah. Muriel Wedding's Christmas. Muriel's Christmas. I was like, oh my god, it's actually not wedding a, Christmas. That's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, of it's all good. the like unnecessary sequels we we're, we're, we're getting, we yeah. should get a Muriel's wedding that. sequel. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, I'll call Tony. Call her up. <laughs> See what she says. Uh, other bottles. Bottles are good, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, like. Yeah, the it's pretty funny to be honest. Yeah, like, it's got jokes. They're it's funny. got jokes. They're very late nineties. There's a lots of poo jokes and <laughs> pants coming down <laughs> farts, jokes. Yeah, and yeah. farts and. You know what? It is a kids movie. It's a kids movie. It it's is. fair. But honestly, it made me laugh. Like, it didn't feel like tons. Either. Gratuit- like, it wasn't gratuitous. And no. Compare that to like. Uh, just um, Home Alone. Uh, the the other Home Alone. Home, home Sweet Home Alone. Yeah, they were like. There's some, there just some like really bad funny gags there, and just like, and then also like gags that were trying to be funny that just were. And, but I like, feel nothing. like this one, the hit rate of jokes was pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah. most of the yeah. jokes. I got, like, I, was I, I had some like genuine laughs. And, like yeah. that yeah. is a funny joke. I also think the emotional relationships, even though there weren't a lot like of scenes exploring that, I thought the little moments were really cute between him and his mom. Yeah, yeah. him and Mrs. Hess even. Because yeah. something. <gasps> When he put his coat on Mrs. Hess. That was very sweet. Because, like, something we talked about Mm. off pod is that one of the, like, best parts of the first Home Alone is just, like, the desperation of the mum to get back to Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that beautiful, like, moment when they they are reunited and, like, it is genuinely very emotional to see a mother and a son being reunited. He thinks that she's gone forever. And she thinks she hated him. Yeah. Yeah, He thought the whole whole family hated him. Yeah, and And then he, like, magicked them away with his wish. Yes. So he doesn't realise that she's gone. And in this one, you don't have that stakes, that, that same level of stakes of, like, 
this kid is being like it's just fully left home alone. Yeah. So you have to sort of like they but they still did the work to show that relationship between them, even though like it wasn't tested in the same way. Yeah. They did have like a very lovely like mother son relationship. Like she was know. trying so hard to get time off work. Yeah. They, like what? I think it's just important that we're, that home, the Home Alone series is just about the love between sons and mothers. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> great. Like mama's boy yeah. representation. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, any other which you know what else does that? Dune. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but also they didn't they didn't read as mother and son to me. And Dune? Yeah. yeah. It took me a while to be like, oh, that's the mum. I thought, like, in that first scene that she was, like, a servant even of the Os- house. Even Oscar and Timmy didn't really read his father and son. They look alike enough to look They look alike enough. Like, if you go, you yeah. know, Oscar Isaac plus um, Rebecca Ferguson equals Timothy Chalamet, logically it should make yeah. sense. It should make sense. But I think the dynamic, they didn't really have any family scenes together, I Yeah, they had a group as a group. Yeah. Anyway, back yeah. to... <laughs> Anyways. Back- um, yeah, Do any have- other major, major bottles before we move on to Bananas? No, should we flip to bananas? Yeah. Let's go. So not so many on the bananas front, I feel. like I, I thought I just some logical problems in my... Logic problem, obviously, like, yeah. There the chicken pox. There he wasn't of, sick. Yeah, there are a lot of, like, wave that away things. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. how does the like, remote control car have that range? Like, why are they not dead? Suspension why are they of not dead in term, It's like yeah. cartoon physics of, yeah, like, exactly. yeah. how they survive. I things. didn't mind, honestly, no, a lot I didn't. of those things. Like, there's a lot of things where you're like, okay, that's so silly, but you can kind of laugh and how yeah, silly it's that logic stick. is yeah. because yeah. Yeah, it's cartoon mm. logic. Um, yeah, I do think that like in comparison to the first Home Alone, which is, is my favourite of the Home Alones, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I do miss a little bit of that sort of emotional journey yes. of like, I think that there is the element that is missing because they've decided to do something different with the plot here is that kind of lost in aloneness of being a kid that's yeah, both yeah, got yeah. That they're balancing that absolute joy and freedom of being absolutely alone yeah. and also that terror of like oh my god my family's gone forever yeah. like it's true loneliness. It's, it's a different um, yeah and I think different that's scale a real of beautiful loneliness. emotional yeah. core that's happening and there's none of that and, in this and film it gets, and it's okay that no. just means that it doesn't have it's not as deep yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. Mm. that's true yeah. Yeah. it doesn't get yeah like Macaulay played the sh- in his Golden Globe nominated performance <laughs> for musical <laughs> comedy um, well, he put the shit out of it yeah. yeah, you know, there's a reason um, he's such an icon. <laughs> yeah, there, there are some like kind of tearjerker moments. I think. Oh, in for the, sure. The oh, absolutely. One, which yeah. there, there aren't any tearjerker moments no. in this. They, they don't. Okay. They're not try. They don't try it. They don't. Again, because it's not a Christmas film, yeah. and they don't need. Yeah. They sort of let it. They sort of let that like, element okay. go in a way. Like yeah. they sacrifice they it for some originality. Yeah. It's harder when yeah, the mum is literally not like just there. There is a level of safety for him. Like his physical safety, I think, is more imperiled here because like the villains are definitely way more like capable and armed and you know you, you, you believe more likely higher, that they are going to kill they might the child, actually kill the child <laughs> but like his emotional safety and all of that yes. kind of thing that, that's not did you I guys know that kevin is derogatory in germany really because it's like like it's like kind of like a middle class like no like won't achieve anything really? kind of like western you say kevin like from like, the a name can, kevin. like a can like a can like it's from oh, like, and it's like from a Karen, but in, like but it's not like the Karen stereotype. The like, stereotype is like the way we've yeah. taken a name to mean. Yeah, yeah, and it's because of Kevin McAllister <gasps> in Home Alone. Wait, are you seriously? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you're such a Kevin. You're such real... a Kevin, or like yeah. It's... Wow. So it's like in, mostly in Germany, <laughs> and then some in it's France, and and like, Kevin is such an American name as well. It's just yeah, like it's very yeah, American such name. a Kevin. Oh my god, <laughs> it's the K names with two syllables and ends in N. Um, Kieran, you're next. (laughs) I found that the um, 
Uh, we haven't really talked about them all that much, but the this isn't a banana, this is more of a, a bottle. Uh, the main, like, leader of the group is quite, like, scary. Like, the he's villains? Not... Oh my god, the villains are scary. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you I get think... a good, because you've got four of them, yeah. you've got a kind of good range yeah. of different types of villains. So you've got, got the one who's the leader. You've got the, the, the woman. <laughs> <laughs> the goofy one. Mm. And then... Burgen, but then there's uh, what's his name, Mr. Ooh, Mr. Oh, no. Beaupre. Oh, yeah, uh, Mr. Beaupre. Beaupre, who, yeah, is like it's walking brooding. around with a gun and is, yeah, yeah. like keen. The when the moment where he like comes in front of the camera, um, to uh, like discovering uh, that he's being recorded is pretty scary, yeah. Like, I, I do think that the the kind of the laurel and hardy quality of the burglars in one and two like is like iconic and it's probably one of the reasons why I like yes. yeah. one more than, than this one. But I do think, yeah, they hold their own. Um, yeah. For yeah. four villains, they are pretty distinct. Like, yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And costuming comes in with that as well. Like they're, they're wearing those white kind of suits uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. And they get all tied up. And oh, one thing I love is that in, I think it might be a running theme in all these Home Alones is the, the hair always gets fucked up. <laughs> like it's always electrified yeah. and like great volume. Oh, I think that's, I think that's an important thing for like visual storytelling is that you need to see the, like the physical toll or the traps yes. take on the robbers. So you need to be able to like look at the robbers and like, like see almost like a visual list of everything they've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's really, and I think they do a very clever thing by putting them in like white outfits yeah. for yeah. the so burglary. So you, you see how burned and, and dirty and gross mm, they get. Like yeah. it's all very clear, mm. um, which is like quite a clever costuming trick, yeah. which like makes sense for size. Wouldn't make sense for general robbers, but like, yeah. 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 It's, it's, I feel like this film, I think structurally also is a good amount of time on the kind of the big trap sequence. And that, like, the, that sort of, yeah, I guess the whole third act of the film is kind of mm. takes place using that. But then there's enough, like, other action yeah. to lead up to it. Yeah. That yeah. feels there's, like it's, it's still exciting and interesting. We still understand what's happening with the plot. Yeah. It does um, a good job of, like, um, like, because that's the thing. You're, you're always just waiting for that bit where he starts Yeah, we traps. know that's going to happen. We're totally yeah. alone. Mm. We know it's going to happen at some point. But, like, it was, like, when we got to with this one, I was like, oh, cool, we're at this moment. But I hadn't been, been like, when are we going to get to yeah. that? Like, yeah. I was, I was still yeah. enjoying held, the plot. I was following yeah. the rest of the plot. Yeah. yeah. There was tension. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think because we don't have a huge amount of bananas, it seems, for the show. Sure, it's a I perfect move movie. To, 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 I want to move to, to sort of talk about 2021. Wait, so, so, like, just to, just to summarise, the worst thing we can say about this is it doesn't quite... Live up to Home Alone. It doesn't quite (laughs) reach the like the true peaks of like success that Home Alone One has. It's a bit more of a journeyman film, but I think it's yeah, it's successful. But it's pretty good. Good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like yeah, from from the outside, it looks like like oh, I don't know any of these stars. Like yeah, like a knockoff. It looks and they clearly cast a lot of people to look be sort of. People Visually, kind of look like another yeah, person yeah. who's more famous, um, which is a classic, you know, casting yeah. move. Yeah, um, but none of these people under the limit. Nobody's bad. They no. do the job. Yeah. They do. They, they understood the assignment. Yeah. yeah. It um it is a it is a good film that stands alone and doesn't like rely on the other Home Alone films and like yeah. a very satisfying. Where like like I mean like Matt and I saw this first before we saw the mm-hmm. other ones and like. It, obviously, it's completely yeah. a standalone plot. As, as no, we're going to get to, yeah. like, other Home Alone films, like, <laughs> you, you would not make any sense if you've never seen a Home Alone mm. movie before. Yeah. yeah. But this one, like... This one stands alone. Yeah. Stands alone. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so both James and Lucas and I all recently saw Home Sweet Home Alone. Well, just before that, it feels thing. like we fully wrapped that but up. I feel like we, we, we'll, I feel we'll finish with that. We'll finish with that. We'll finish with that. We want to talk about how these both connect to each other. Okay. Anyway, this is a film that's really bad. Well, in between this and that film, there was two more Home Alone sequels. That were made for TV. None of us have seen them. Yeah. No. We don't really know what you're about. <laughs> we just know. They're that, all available on Disney Plus, yeah. so uh, listen, if you want to report back, so if you know. check back next year, maybe we'll do an episode. <laughs> all, on all I know is that it's still Kevin McAllister played by a different kid. In one of them, and in another one, it's someone else. Okay. And then so a new character, I believe. in 2021, they decided to revive yeah. the Home Alone series. Um, and it's a it's a really dismal attempt. Shall I do a movie in a minute <laughs> for it? Yes, home I would sweet love, home yeah. alone. I'd love to hear okay. your Home Sweet Home Alone movie in a minute. Great. What if the next one before. is Sweet Home Alone Alabama? <laughs> Set in the South. Right. Sweet Home Alone Alabama. <laughs> Kevin! Okay, <laughs> shut up. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so there's this couple, um, they have a family, they're struggling for money, the husband's lost his job, the economy sucks. Uh, um, they are selling their home to make um, to make some money so, so they can, you know, live. Um, a, a mother and her son come by to stop you by to use the toilet. Um, while they're there, the son sees this ugly doll and they have a conversation. The mum then sees the doll and says, oh, that doll's worth a lot of money. They then leave. The couple... Um, see the doll was fuck they see the doll was missing <laughs> so then they set out to steal the doll back from the kid um, and hijinks ensue a la Home Alone styles the twist is we find out that the kid never actually stole the doll um, it was just stolen by someone else in their house another kid 15 seconds and in the end they all share a Christmas meal together <laughs> Um, that's kind of it. So there yeah. are no bad guys. So the, um, the also robbers. The hijinks too that the, the reason that he's home alone is because the family have gone on holiday. It's, it's home alone. Oh, they do the same home yeah. alone yeah. plot where he gets hit left home so, alone. So, so the, summarize. So basically. the robbers and the family share a meal at the end yes. together. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because the robbers were like genuinely good guys good. the whole time. So they do this thing where like there's this economic difference where like the robbers are this like family who are, like are hard class, on money, middle class. Um, and that, uh, the hus- the father's brother and his wife come by and stay for Christmas, and they're obviously really rich. And you have all these like comparisons between mm. showing how um, uh, how hard they have it at the moment. And uh, what is the kid's name? I don't even know. Max. Mm. Max. Max. Uh, Max's family is clearly very rich. Um, they've yeah, recently moved from England. Off to, yes. They've They're off to Tokyo for a holiday. Christmas. And. Um, yeah, they, so like they have half many products of the film, on product placement in yes, the film. Yes, they have half of the movie is like just doing the same plot as the first Home Alone movie, and then the other half of the plot is with the perspective of the two robbers met. I'm telling this all this for you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> looking at the cast list. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. So and the, the other half of the plot is these two robbers trying to like steal this doll so they can sell it for money. It's I guess just, it does not work on so many levels. But. What's com- what's frustrating is that there's it some could. really there's it, yes. it could um, I think the the writers are from Saturday Night Live and I think they are talented funny writers. There's talented funny casters. There's talented funny casters. Um, Ashling B plays oh. the mother of the son. Ali Kemper and Rob Delaney play the um, the main thieves, two thieves like, slash yeah. couple who are actually the protagonists. I like all of those the people main, and um, the writers. The main young boy is the friend from Jojo, Jojo Rabbit, Rabbit, who yeah. was sort of like a scene stealer in Jojo Rabbit. So like on paper, this all kind of makes sense and should be a kind of like a slam dunk. 
But I think, and it was, and watching it, it was like, it was clearly very unfunny. None of the jokes land. Yeah. But like, it still was kind of confusing as to why it was so bad, even though like, like it feels like it should be working. Like, I don't know, like it was hard to sort of pinpoint. And then Mm. watching Home Alone 3, it all came into perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Why, why did it not work in comparison to Home Alone 3? It's a few things. I think there is an inherent contradiction between humanizing the thieves and mm. doing the climactic Home Alone climax of yeah. all these traps injuring the thieves in slapstick ways. Yeah. So mm. because Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney are like a really nice couple that are just desperate to get this doll back that they thought has been stolen pushed, from them. They're pushed, to they're pushed the by economic yeah. desperation to yeah. steal back their own property. They're not yeah. even doing any thievery. Yeah. Um, and the boy misunderstands. He overhears them talking about the doll, thinks that they're out to kidnap him. Um, yes. And so... There's, there's a misunderstanding. He yep. sets up all these traps to get them. And so we have the same scenes. And again, like, on another note, the, the traps are not as interesting or well done. They're, kind they're of, also, they're, there's not that they're also way too complicated for a child to be, have yeah. made them. But, like, which, we'll get which I think is fine. You could say for all of the homeowners, but these ones, they just didn't feel they're like pushing the, it more the, the, on the Rube one. Goldberg logic didn't yeah, have the funness yeah. of it. There's, like, large spaces that, like, aren't traps. And then when they are, like... <laughs> yeah, there's like, a long thing of them just, just trying to get inept. over a wall. And yeah. it's just, like, they suck at doing things. Yeah, and just because they're just a regular, themselves. Right, yeah. Um, like, and yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. there's no joy in watching people that we like getting injured yeah, in yeah, slapstick for way. For sure, yeah. Like, it's not how slapstick and comedy the, And their motivation... The clown, we're laughing at them. And their know? motivation for suffering through all of it is they're trying to, like... Save their Save family their home. family. They've got, like, two young kids. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, young-ish kids. They, but, like, like, we uh, live... This is the house they bought. They love it. They don't want to sell. It's not even a, that amazing option. house. It's just, like, a fine house. Cottage. Yeah. It would be extremely expensive in Wellington. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, a mid-range in America. Yeah, and it's, like... So we totally empathise with their plight, which you know, like, great job making the, the, the you know... Antagonist. The yeah. heart of the film as yeah. the antagonist yeah. of the film in some ways. And so that means that, yeah, this inherent... this The climax is just painful to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems awkward to me. It's really awkward. And, like, the boy, we don't get as much time with him. No, because no, um, he's not the main character. He's not the main character of the right. film. Yeah. Uh, so but they're the main characters. It's, and they do a thing of... They like speed through the plot of the like original Home yeah. Alone and kind of expect you to follow it because you you're like know you know what this is. Right? Yeah, we don't yeah, have to go yeah. over this whole thing again. You're like, but like, what? How? Yeah. And and the kid, um, I don't think he's that much older than how Macaulay Culkin was when he made the first mm. one. But he reads as older, he reads as smarter, mm. and he more... feels like kind of an intermediate age. Yeah, yeah. like like, like primary the, school. A age. charm is lost when it's not a younger kid. You right? feel he he seems a lot less vulnerable mm. and like yeah. in danger, mm. especially when he's like navigating the world. He never looks what? like he doesn't um, understand. And the world. also because we know that the thieves mean him no harm. Yes. We know that what? he's never in any danger. So we like, also know that the parents like you know like he doesn't really seem to have any emotional turmoil. He's also like kind him. of mean and like yeah. kind of like he's a kind dick. Of a brat. <laughs> His yeah. comes off as kind of a right. yeah. Um, yeah. I have a question about the technology in yeah. the film. Yes. What is the relationship between him and, like, cell phones or the so internet? So the internet is blocked at the house on right. parental like control. Like a parent control block. I see. Uh, so yes, that, yes. Is how they get a, that is how they get away from the problem of, like, surely the internet you would solve just, this problem. Yeah. yeah. But they do try and fold in lame stuff like VR and... Um, yeah, there's, there's a, a Google Home or something. Yeah, there's an Alexa is, type um, thing that is set to German. Right. Um, so there's a bit where they mistake the Alexa for a German grandmother. Which, like, you, hence people, why Cass thought there was a German grandmother yeah, in Home Alone 3. The name Cass. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
yeah. Um, um, but yeah, there's also like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense because like they're from the 21st century and they know what Siri sounds like. like yeah, <laughs> and also like, and a lot of it comes off as kind of like product placement. And also like, it is just like, you're like, we get it. This family's incredibly rich. And it yeah, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, and like, it's like, well, they're going like halfway to trying to do like, Hey, what if the kid was the villain? Mm. And but like, what if we sympathize with the, with the with the thieves and the kid is the villain? So like, he's really rich. They're quite poor. Like, and, it's a weird dynamic. And it is like, and it's like that's an idea. That's, yeah, that's not a but bad idea. Like, but they but don't then, go all the way because they then yeah. make you sympathize for them. So he's just like obs- an obscenely kid, rich yeah. kid. Yeah, and it's like then you can't have that climax. You'd have to have it the other way around of the, them trapping this kid, and then it's like then we're seeing a small child yeah. getting injured, and so that's also By not going to make us <laughs> exactly yeah. make yeah. us root for that. So yeah. they're stuck in a rock and a hard place. As soon as you make the thieves, yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. yeah, like one of the yeah the biggest problems is that. Like, what's great about Home Alone 3 is that they're like, hey, let's just do a new plot. Like, yeah. let's take the core of the idea and then mm. everything else around it is new. It's and this one is like, we want to do a new plot too. Yeah. And they do make a new plot, but they're held back by trying to be like, but also we need to do the old plot yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and there's a ton of callbacks and stuff at, at yeah. like this like breakneck kind of speed. Like, yeah. songs are chucked in, you get little like line references. And there's, it's all... And there's this weird filmmaking. There's thing. a scene where um, a cop gets called and it's Buzz from the first two movies. Oh, Same right, actor. Right. And he dismisses the problem of a child being left home alone because he says, um, oh, it's my brother putting in a prank call. He does this every year. Right. Um, and it's... also it is revealed that um, Kevin went on to create a home, home security, security company. company. I and see. And right. the family home is, uses McAllister home security systems. Which, Which are like, cute, none of those like, things I think are inherently bad, but it's no, just like, no, no. why are we spending time on this? It's a bit, time they, on the rest if of it the, was just like, if know? they just like had McAllister home security there. That's and enough the, of the reference. Yeah, it's That's like, it. you don't need to like, need, hey, did yeah. you guys they get all that? Like Building up this universe. It's like we're both expecting that you've definitely seen Home Alone 1, but also being like, but in case you haven't seen it, then also have I'm guessing. It's like, it was weird because like, I knew that he wasn't movie for a fact but yeah. like they Ooh. talked about him um oh, Macaulay Culkin he is in it no he's not I knew yeah. and I knew and I'd, I'd seen that I heard that I knew that for a fact he wasn't in it but they talk if I didn't know that they talk about him enough that I was like oh he's gonna he's turn gonna up, show up. Yeah. but he doesn't yeah. <laughs> so like if you didn't know that going you'd definitely yeah. think he's gonna show yeah, up yeah this is absolutely Andrew Garfield Kevin you know? yeah, yeah exactly yeah. anyways but yeah um, it's interesting because it's like clearly these are two films that take the same film as their sort of basis and yeah. mm. go in different ways and it's like all the they t- took all of the other things yeah from each that like you know they, 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 they took all of the like the Home Alone 3 takes all of the essential parts of Home Alone 1 and then reconstitutes mm. them into a new narrative yeah. that, that, that works. To why we're in the situation. And then, yeah, yeah Home, Home Alone takes all of these other aspects from it and tries to make them into a narrative well, and no, it what doesn't, it, doesn't I think what Home, well. Home Alone does is it takes the whole of Home Alone 1 yeah. and then adds, and then to, adds it, to it but so doesn't take anything away. Yeah. Mm. Like it just, it is, it is, there's too much there and it doesn't all fit together in a way that makes any sense. Yeah. And hmm. I think it's, yeah, it's interesting watching an ad- another adaptation of that same film, which I feel like Home Alone 3, you could definitely say hmm. is an adaptation yeah. sort of in, in its own way as a, as a sort of yeah, separate yeah. standalone sequel. I just um, wish for, And just seeing like yeah. how the, that this is so much more successful and makes exactly, so much better yeah. choices. Yeah. It's I just, just cleanness. Like, yeah. It, it mm. needs to be a simple linear kind of story. I also just wish remakes or reboots are less beholden to the originals. Totally. Like, you're mm. so... It, you can there do... There already is a shadow. Why cling to that shadow? You, you know, can maybe do, a little bit. But, you can do a little nod. You can do a little yeah. like a wink and a nudge here and there, but like... 
Yeah. We so don't need to see the film again. Yeah. Jokes yeah. About the yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, if it's not traps, then it could be something else around like the house or something like that. Like, I don't know. Do I think the I traps think are a key part of it. They are. Yeah. But I like, think like the, is, the, 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 the bare minimum nice. you need is is the slapstick traps. I yeah. That's the yeah. bare minimum. I feel like a thing that we've learned. And a likable kid. The two big things kid, yeah. that are, that we essentially need to make, you know, the components for Home Alone is that the kid is like left alone, alone yeah. and that there are traps on the bad yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Home Alone guys 3 really, really compromises the kid being left at Home Alone part of that. Like, I yeah. think it just scrapes into like being yeah. like, because, you know, he's not really Home Alone for most of it. It's just, but all of the circumstances around it make it so that it totally makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm. feel like, no, it, it, you know, he had another option and it didn't, you know, it was like, oh, I see how he logically got to this point. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, the, this other one, it's like, yes, he's definitely home alone. We have the exact same plot of the yeah. family's gone and he got lost in the shuffle on the way to the airport. But the and they have the all of the traps. They have all those elements, but the surrounding infrastructure of it is makes so little sense and yeah, like doesn't have all of the emotional heft that we need in terms of like where our sympathies lie yep. and where, who we care about in the situation for any of that to work. So it's like, we've got the things, but it's like, they're in name only or like yeah. their surrounding context makes them absolutely not work. Whereas this is, Home Alone 3, I think is less faithful to like that underlying premise of Home Alone mm. in terms of the, the boy mm. left alone on vacation. But like, it understands what we need to, to, to empathize with what sort of emotional journey we need to go on with this character. And so all of that makes sense. And so the context makes it work. Which yeah. Is, yeah. I think, there's a. I think there's, I have two two things to say. Yeah. One, I think. Um, oh, what I just want to say another problem with Home Alone or Home Sweet Home Alone is that the trap part of the movie take is not very long and takes yeah, a very small part of the movie. That's the thing about the structure. It's at the end. It takes like, time, ages to get bit. there. Like I, every time I watch the original Home Alone, I'm always surprised by how long it takes us to get to the traps. Yeah. But like. Um, Home Sweet Home Alone does it even worse, and when you get there, it's not a very long segment of the film. Yeah, and there's not very like, satisfying. Either. And no. there's not the stuff early on, like in Home Alone Three. There's the there's the like um, cat and mouse stuff early on where all he's the trying to evade them. Stuff, mm. him yeah, sort of spying on all of the different neighborhood houses. Yeah, and Home Alone, in original Home Alone, he has like the TV gags. The great there's a few TV gags stuff, earlier. The Michael Jordan standing with yes. the yes. silhouettes, like all of those things are chances for him to show his his smartness. And mm. his, Home Sweet Home Alone has none of that. Nothing. Sounds like there's nothing good about this. The other the thing I wanted to say there's is, nothing good the other thing I want to say is I think <laughs> is, I feel like Home Sweet Home Alone in making the adults the protagonist is just showing its hand that it's made this for adults trying to reminisce I about watching so Home Alone and but the problem is is that it's a the kids movies but, the yeah. premise is a kids movie but it's also, silly so it's, it's dumb it's do, slapstick it's like kids yeah. movie humour but like it's but, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, even if we watch it for nostalgia, we don't want to see the adults. We want to see the fucking kid. Yeah. Do the things, right? Yeah. Like it's wh- like if you're gonna make it adults, like yeah, do that. Make the kid evil. Make the adults fully sympathetic. Like yeah. do that, yeah. and don't make it a kids movie. Whereas yeah, it's trying to eat, have its cake and eat it too. Absolutely. It's like you can't serve both those audiences and not actually serve either of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to see like if it has any kind of impact with children at all like I mean we hopefully it doesn't but like if I, people fall in love with this it's the interesting thing I, I honestly feel like parents are probably just going to show their kids oh yeah wrong. like, yeah. like, well, like as, it as, as, as kids kids will like emotion, like emotional attachments to any random yeah. movie like I was like when you said yeah. when you said um, when you mentioned um, Scooby-Doo to Monsters Unleashed mentioned that earlier like I know someone who's 
um, son is obsessed with that movie and watches it nonstop. Mm. It is a random movie that the world has mostly forgotten, but it's like, this one kid is everything. <laughs> Children will yeah. Yeah. And like, that will I mean, happen for you. Judging from the fact and that Home Alone 3 is so yeah, and, that, and that will happen for this movie randomly because yeah. kids are weird. But also, I don't think it's going to be like a generational thing in the same way that like me and Matt and I'm sure other people yeah. our age latched, not like latched onto, like it wasn't like a massive part of my childhood Home Alone 3, but just like, you know, found a particular nostalgia and a particular yeah. thing for it. And I think, I don't think it will do it in the same way because this is premiering on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, it is, Disney Plus, right next to it, has all the other Home Alone movies. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. uh, they have as much access to those movies as they do to this new one. Mm. Yeah. So like... It'll Why be it'll be interesting to see just, it'll be yeah. interesting to see I mean how this happens in general for like um for streaming, release, for streaming releases and, and um and and um children who are growing up with this if they're going to have that same like emotional connection to movies that came out as new when they're being put alongside mm-hmm. movies. But I mean if you think ago, about I like know, I don't know, like as a child I have so many strong attachments to films that were made many, many years before I was. Yeah, totally. exactly. It's just whatever yeah. like, came across you it'll, came across. Yeah. And it'll be whatever you're obsessed with randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I still think about Thumbelina to this day. I love Thumbelina. <laughs> and Mary the Mole is a banger. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of that is also shaped by your parents as well being yeah. like check exactly, out yeah. Monty Python. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah. even or then like yeah. for my parents it was like please just watch this and leave us alone for a little bit. But even then some of the things they show you, you reject because you're like, I yeah. don't like this one. I like the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Can like, I see the other one? <laughs> I mean, you have a, you have a much younger sibling as I do. Yeah. Did you do that thing of like being like, you are, oh, you got to watch this animated movie that was our favorite when we yeah. were your age. And they go, eh, yeah. let's watch Shrek 2 for the yeah. 20th time Shrek, this week. Shrek 2 is fine. Shrek the third, however, Let's not oh, go there. Oh, Shrek the Third, terrible film. Bye. Terrible it's film. It's truly horrible. Anyways, <laughs> it seems like Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> Chuck it in the bin. Uh, to th- that's definitely, I mean, it's not even an official cover on this. No. Yeah. But uh, it's a clear bit. It's not even a mixed bag, guys. Yeah. And, uh, no. it's, it's, it's got audience and uh, critic scores in the teens on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think those are both justified. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. I, I hope... Um, I, I I was like my main my main set is, is that I think Ashling P is a really great actor and I hope that um, ah, she gets some more um, American be, opportunities. All of them she's will be a, fine. She's a pretty white lady. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. That's true. That's um, true. That's true. Yeah. And returning back to Home Alone three, mm-hmm. yeah, should we make a decision yeah. on on this? Oh, one? I'm on tenterhooks. I don't know how this what is gonna go. go. Yeah. Bag or boots. So the pros are everything <laughs> we're talking everything about. Great. And the cons are Not Home Sweet Home Alone. Couldn't think of anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I Let's I, just do a quick round. Yeah. Go James. Bag. Um I, it's the the kind of the shadow of it not being Home Alone one or two is fully gone because obviously that's just a, a kid brain mentality of like, oh this thing I want it exactly packaged the same. Um yeah. And yeah, you watch it and like it works. It it really really holds together. The traps are great. The kid is is great. Like I think it's mm. really, as we said before, like you know you don't realize how good you have it with a good kid until you see a bad kid, um, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, oh shit, this is terrible. Like you know, I, I think that all the time. <laughs> you know, Jake Lloyd, bless him, and Phantom Menace, or like oh, he's suffered yeah. enough, James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or this kid in. Um, in Home Sweet Home Alone, who's a good actor, but I think he's just oh, he directed. Is. Yeah. He's directed, yeah. bad scripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, this kid just knocks it out of the park. There's heart, there's emotion. Yeah, it's a bag. Go around the, go around the circle, or I'll yeah, go, I'll go next then. Yeah, it's I a clear bag. Yeah, like, I honestly, I think, uncontroversial opinion, that I feel like I like this better than Home Alone 2. 
That's that's like, great. Yeah. They're, they're all good yeah. movies. Yeah. They're all yeah. good. I mean, Home Alone One is still clearly my favorite one, but yeah. no, I think you know. I feel like this is not as ambitious as Home Alone 1 in that it doesn't try to go yeah. for that big Christmas no, emotional sort of stuff. That's also the original, right? Like, that's yeah, a template. But I think yeah. it, it has different goals and it achieves yeah. all of those goals. And I mm-hmm. think, yeah, it's, it's a really well-constructed mm. family film that works really well. And, yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, a really good job of a of a sequel, even though it doesn't have some of these elements that, you know, made other things classics. Um, I don't know why. I feel like it got badly reviewed or like people don't like this yeah. film. Yeah. I, um, I think people just like they were just sad we was, was sad they were missing yeah. Macaulay and it's yeah. like he was we, a teenager O'Hara, by that point. well it, yeah. prob- it probably looked bootleg to them and they were just like well yeah. they didn't and even it's give like, it a chance yeah the cast is kind of bootleg but they're all doing a great job yeah. like you know yeah. they're, they're, maybe you're off brand but like there's a lot of actors out there and sometimes off brand is good yeah like mm. I, I buy store brand that's a bit yeah. of how I keep my kitchen stocked um, but yeah no I think this is a great film it's really enjoyable I would I'll watch it again I'll go next um, I was really worried because this was my favorite Home Alone, and I was worried that it wasn't going to hold up, and I've been oh, yeah. lying to myself all of these years. <laughs> but I'm even more impressed now because I'm like, it's just a really good sequel. It's mm. completely, well, not completely original, but it has its own take on the Home Alone franchise. And um, all of my memories were correct. So <laughs> I'm very justified and validated. It might not be the best Home Alone movie, but it's still my favorite because it was the thing I was first attached to. And that RC car is iconic and I love it. It's a bag. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a bag. Uh, it's good. Um, you should watch it if you had any reservations. Yeah. Um, I actually watched this for like the first time in a long time last year, last Christmas. Mm. And I was like, yeah, it's still great. So when it was brought up <laughs> by it. Matt and I was like, I think I'm watching as well. The, that was actually the reason I hadn't um, suggested it first myself was because like, so oh, I actually it, kind of yeah. watched it semi-recently yeah. as of yeah. last Christmas. Mm. And I so I'm like, I know what I think about it. I think it's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would but, say this is not a Christmas film. Like I, I do not. think this is not a Christmas film. It's, like, it's not. You know, but, um, it's fine. Which is fine. This, you can this, watch anything at any time. And this episode's been re- released post-Christmas. I, yeah. Well, it's a post-Christmas film. It's a post-Christmas film. Yeah. It's and a, that's, that's close it's, enough. We've been playing with your toys after opening them on Christmas. Yeah. You know, Something to watch. Like, You've already broken them. You know, in between yeah. Yeah, Christmas and New Year's where you're just with your family. So, yeah. What do we watch? You watch Home Alone 1 and 2 leading up to Christmas. You have a great time. Boxing Day. Break out Home Alone three. Mm. It from comes Chicago. in. Yeah. It comes in just when you need yeah. a movie. There's like well, it is. It is. It is sometimes because yeah. you like Boxing Day. Those days after Christmas, like you're still kind you of still in the Christmasy spirit. You still yeah. want the Christmas yeah, feeling. But it feels yeah. weird to go back you and still watch got movies. The tree up, you know. Yeah, it's, it feels weird to go back and like watch movies where like they're about the build up and the lead mm. up to Christmas mm. and will yeah, it happen yeah, by yeah. Christmas? Like we're post that now. Yeah. And Home Alone three does is just it's, like the perfect movie for that. It's in that. It's right there for you. Yeah. It gives you what you need. Mm. And um, I hope we gave you what you needed. Yeah. <laughs> Very long episode. Uh, I think I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're done. It's a, well, it was a bumper episode. We got a little. You got a little present at the end for also unpacking that Home Sweet Home Alone. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very fitting for Christmas. Um, we are going to be back uh, with. House of Gucci! <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> Did you guys say that earlier? No, no. no. We, just, we, we just know. We've just made up our minds. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because over the year, we have had some um, biffs, and the trash can is actually getting pretty full, so I think <laughs> it's... Take out the trash! <laughs> And so, and well, well, that that's it for twenty twenty one. What a 
trash you. Oh my out. god, we yeah. have to take it out. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> How much of this did you guys prepare earlier? You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.